0: Zach, we need an intro. We need an intro. An intro? Um, we need an intro.
1: Like, seeing Episode 32, it? we need an intro, Getting Cult podcast. Okay. Uh, episode 32, Gaming Cult podcast. We're here at.
0: I are you gonna S- sing?
1: I was about to. We're here at. PAX, We're getting wiggity 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 wax. Yeah. I'm walking away
0: from Zach now.
2: Zach
3: going out
4: like a sucker no way. Yo, I'm wearing a fedora right now. I'm a nice guy. If you have a podcast, put it in my earbuds. Thanks. That podcast last week was entertaining, glad I obtained it. I laugh my ass off at these young bass boys talking about gaming. Drink my Guinness and listen to Ennis. Zach's fan fictions help me finish Eric do it. and Ryan, Abu shock em. Gaming Cult podcast is fucking awesome. I want to listen to Gaming Cult at least twice a month. Martin's mini specials I especially love. Bless Cody talking hentai, please don't touch my butt and go to Pizza Hut meetups to fill up my gut. So let's listen up. Baby wanna fuck? fuck. Who's next on the podcast? Who's playing Euro Truck? shirts cool. at conventions Ozzy packs attention and dog did I mention? It's got cat to me. Mentions. Yeah. That podcast last week was entertaining, glad I obtained it. I laugh my ass off at these young bass boys talking about gaming. Drink my Guinness and listen to Ennis, Zach's fan fictions help me finish. Eric the It and Ryan Ahu Shockum, Gaming Cult Podcast is fucking awesome. Man I love vid games, Hey, I love Gaben, Hey, I love Bass God, Hey, Man I love Gaming Cult, Hey. I can recite some sonic R and to resuscitate, throw into hearts, but I'll never be a Hollywood superstar or go quite as far as the Beatle box. But gaming cult for me is like a blunt. Gaming cult till I die, I'm a gaming grunt. I might mess up speech like Garrett Hunt, but I'll always represent from Australia. Cunt. That podcast last week was entertaining. That podcast last week was entertaining. That podcast last week. Attention, everyone aboard this aircraft. Look under your seats. You're all going home with a free podcast. It's called the Gaming Cult Podcast. Now, grab this podcast. Put it in the air. Count down from seven. Scream, this is for my cult. Yo. Yo. I love gaming cult, do I really have to be employed, or can I just be like Asher Roth for the rest of my life?
3: From across all corners of our fair planet Earth, welcome to the Gaming Cult Podcast. Worldwide opinions on obscure stand-up, today's gaming talk, culture, and
5: vikery for today and yesteryear. You love it, my boy.
3: My boy. My boy.
0: Hello and welcome to episode thirty-two of the Game Cult Podcast. I'm your host Jake Ennis from Sunny Sydney, Australia. Uh, joining me is Agbado from Ca- San Diego, California.
6: Are we gonna Are we gonna call this an actual episode?
0: Uh, yeah, we yeah we are. Goddamn the
6: core the core group the heart and soul. Uh-huh. I'm the heart, and you, my brother, are the soul Just of the Gaming Cult Podcast.
2: Soul.
6: Everyone else is extraneous limbs. Zack is the fingers that tick a type away writing fan fiction. Martin is the tongue in the mouth speaking Svenska at you when you don't even want it. Brian is the beard growing on your face that you didn't even know that you had to begin with. Garrett is the tattoos all over your body of anime characters that you liked sometimes. Cody is the butt, the anime butt, your anime butt. Is Cody
0: <laughs> dumb? <laughs> dumb baby
6: butt. Cody, you're an anime butt.
0: <laughs> I think he'll like that. I think he'll he'll be a big fan of that description. <laughs> and uh, Ruby is a sweet princess.
6: Oh, uh, Ruby. Yeah, Ruby. Ruby doesn't count. Ruby's not part of the body because she's a girl. Yeah. I would say like I'm gonna be real crude. I would say vagina. But
0: like, ew. Don't say that. I don't say that, sister.
6: I know. I don't want to. Ge- I don't want to start an international incident.
0: So wait, you're saying that like girls and boys have different bodies? Yeah. Uh, expl- explain.
6: Well, when you only see boy bodies, then you don't know that there's differences. Uh-huh. But when you see girl well, bodies,
0: that's not entirely. Go go ahead.
6: <laughs> Look, I'm a cis fuck, and I choose to be. Uh-huh. So I am not an expert on anything. I am <laughs> a- <laughs> shit.
0: Uh, thank you, my friend. Episode and. Episode thirty-two. Shouts out to the ladies and gentlemen.
6: And, lady, gentlemen,
0: that's what's up, Eric. It's been, uh, it's been a big time.
6: Like, it has it's been.
0: It's been a big time, God. Big time, Okay, baby. yeah, the all in capital letters. Yeah, uh, we uh, we went to uh, Pax Australia. Oh my God, we did, and we had, we did the show, and we were professionals. We had a fully grown tiger at the booth. <laughs> If you're wondering where Zach is, Zach Zach is currently experiencing some dead internet.
6: Zach is with his girlfriend.
0: He's with his girlfriend, maybe, yeah. Uh, Yes, well, I don't know. He said his internet was down, but... That's what you
6: say when you're kissing your girlfriend right on the mouth and touching her penis? Oh, that's gross.
0: Kissing on the mouth? My friend, my brother, how could you? Uh, That's all I can think about. We, uh, we We had our first booth at our first... PAX at the first PAX Australia in Melbourne.
6: I'm so proud of you guys.
0: Thank you. It's it was it was a lot of fun. People came well the viewers came. The viewers you guys and girls really came out of the woodwork, man. Good job, S- viewers. some of you we knew, some of you we didn't know. And it was a pleasure to make your acquaintance. It was really great. People came from nationwide to come see us, and you know, we got a lot of interviews. This this well I don't know, would you call this a clip show,
6: Eric? I don't know. I mean, hey, you know what? We'll decide if it was a clip show at the end.
0: Okay, and please, if you write to us, gamingcopodcast at gmail please after you have viewed the episode and you think was this a clip show, yes or no, and then we'll get we'll get a public opinion and we'll fuse that with my dear host Eric Bedur's mm-hmm. opinion and my opinion, and then we'll we'll put them together and we'll th- we'll say whether it was a clip show or not but let's find out by going to our first interview. (laughs)
6: Let's go to our first clip.
0: (laughs) Let's go to our first, thank you, Eric, our first clip at the boys from- Is it
6: a clip show? Who knows? Well, here's our first clip.
0: And take it away. Jake Innocent Gaming call Podcast, I'm with Wade.
7: Hello, how are you? And I'm with Stuart. Good, how you doing? What do you do, boys? Uh, we just produced a fan film based on the Fallout New Vegas character Leggett Lanius.
8: Yeah, we, we've just produced a uh, crowdfunded um, fan film, Fallout Lanius, for $19,000. And we're here at PAX Oz 2013 to premiere it to the world. On Saturday night? Saturday night, um, 9 pm at the Drop Air Theatre.
0: Fantastic, fantastic. And congratulations for um, getting it here to PAX Australia and getting backing from Bethesda as well. That's huge. How did that come about?
8: Oh, well, they basically just promoted us. We've been talking to them the whole time. Um, It's not so much a licensed thing, but they've been really good to kind of promote us. We've had a big relationship with the guys at Obsidian for months and months. Um, And people are really excited about the film. It's a really different kind of take on the Fallout universe. But look, it's just a matter of, Mutual respect with Bethesda and Obsidian and making them really well known that our film is like strictly not for profit. We can't make a buck from it. That's the whole thing.
0: Fantastic, fantastic, man. That's, I mean, you'll get the audience. That's the main thing. And then you move on from there. And ah, oh, congratulations, guys. Stuart. Uh, This is the Gaming Call Podcast, something that we ask to us uh, guests is, uh, what is your earliest video game memory, whether it's uh, a console or a PC or an arcade memory that you owned or at a friend's house, what's your earliest video game memory, Stuart?
1: My earliest video game memory was International Soccer on the Commodore 64. Ah, Fantastic, gotta love that SID chip, man.
7: Yeah, I found it a couple years ago on an iPod emulator, an iPhone emulator, and uh, it takes you really back.
0: You're a fan of that Sensible Soccer as well?
7: Uh, I don't know that one, but International Soccer was so boring I realise now.
0: (laughs) <laughs> Wade, what is your first, uh, your earliest gaming memory?
8: Uh, it would have to be um, Adventure on the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. Oh wow! Which is like, uh, like it's kind of like an RPG, but you move the little square, and then it, you think it's a key, but you don't know if it's a sword, and you're supposed to be killing dragons, but they kind of look like ducks, and uh, yeah.
0: The creator did a kind of self-insert on that through a. Um... Through an easter egg, I can't. It's 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 so such a convoluted way to get to that easter egg. Have you heard of this, Zach?
1: Um, I've heard of the game venture. I've never actually played it. Even though...
0: All right. Well, the, the the creator sort of gave himself a self insert. Uh, you'd have to find uh, keys in a certain order and then fight a dragon in a certain order. Just the most convoluted easter egg, pretty much in gaming history. And all for that to find uh, the developer's name scrolling down the screen when you go into a special room. And because, you know, back in the Atari days, no one really was credited in their games.
8: Yeah. Yeah. I th- th- yeah look, it's a pretty bizarre game. I remember being kind of like in awe of it, but kind of terrified of it at the same time. Because th- there's Atari 2600 sounds, that sense of synth was always kind of, kind of spooked you a bit. But I guess that's kind of what made it exciting.
0: Absolutely. Um, boys, what is your favorite Fallout game?
8: Uh, I'd say Fallout New Vegas primarily because that's why we're making the game based on that character um, and look I love all, all the four kind of proper Fallout games I'm really happy with what Bethesda did with Fallout 3 because if they hadn't made it such a big hit, a big commercial hit we wouldn't have got Obsidian back on for New Vegas we wouldn't have had those beautiful characters and, and wonderful gameplay so it's, it's New Vegas for me
7: Yeah I'll second that on New Vegas I think it was a more realised world and it definitely inspired me for this film
0: Excellent, excellent
1: uh, You boys are from Perth aren't you?
8: Yeah, we're from Perth, Western Australia.
1: Um, can On that note, when you were filming it, of course, because it's based off Fallout New Vegas, yeah. universe, did you find that being around Perth or Australia in general was beneficial to your scenery and set?
8: Well, what we, what we did, because we're kind of trying to replicate Arizona, we basically shot all our exterior locations uh, outside in a big rock quarry. Uh-huh. And then we've been a bit sneaky. We purchased a little bit of um, stock footage to kind of begin some of our scenes really really tasteful stuff but um, yeah look it worked out you know it's, it's always tricky shooting on location especially outside of the metro kind of area but yeah it worked out really nice
0: absolutely all that desert you go far enough far north enough as well you got all the mining going on as well
8: yeah that's right yeah big big mining town in Perth
6: lots of mines
0: boys thank you very much
6: thank you thanks for having us go and see the film I love Fallout New Vegas and I'm so glad that somebody made a movie. It's it's weird cuz you play that game and there's so much of it that lends itself to being a film, I guess. Mm. I mean, you have so many aspects of it, so many missions and so many things to do and it's it's very picturesque everywhere that you go that you're just like, "Oh yeah, this could totally be a movie." But I like I like that someone could take one aspect of it and uh make a cool fan film that Bethesda said is rad. So it's officially unofficial. Congratulations, which is probably, I guess, the best thing you can do when you're making a fan film is have the people who made it go, "Holy shit, this is rad," because you can't make money off of it.
0: No, but that, you know, they, uh, they did a good job. I didn't actually get to see the film, unfortunately, because you know we we're running the booth, and uh, by, by the time we're done, just sort of packing up for the day, and yeah, unfortunately, I didn't get to around and seeing it, and that was a shame. But. Uh, Uh, You know, I might have an inside scoop on on, how I might be able to watch it, and then I might talk about it! Shouts out to the boys at Encryption Films, uh, Wade and everyone. Uh, That was great talking to you guys.
6: So you guys... so you guys met a lot of different people at PAX Australia then, huh?
0: We did! The viewers came out of the woodwork, all those bad boys and rude girls, they came, they bought those t-shirts! Did you know we had t-shirts on Sunday? I.
6: You know what? I learned about it recently. Uh-huh. I knew that we were gonna be doing a T-shirt business, and now, oh my goodness, you can buy. Well, I hope you already bought a shirt because I don't know at this point if you can buy any more shirts. People, Are there even shirts to buy anymore?
0: There might be. I think. Oh, my I don't know. We'll have to ask Ryan or Garrett. They're the ones with like every shirt. They have every shirt, Eric. It's
6: true. Um,
0: but yes, we did. We had two shirts, Eric. Two wow. shirts.
6: Cool designs. Who made the designs?
0: Uh, well, Stu, the unsung zero low made the GCP 666 shirt and our friend Andrew Douglas aka Angie Moto made that GCP sunshine t-shirt can you feel the sunshine Eric
6: I can I live in San Diego I feel it all day
0: thank you Eric Eric yes what do you think what do you think of the viewers what do you think
6: I like the viewers when the viewers came out to say hey to uh to Jacob Ennis and to Zachary Ennis that's not my name go ahead <sighs> When they came out to say hi to J-N-S and Z-N-S, uh-huh. uh, di- were, was it was it rude boys and rude girls? It well, was. I mean, wh- like, did we have both genders accounted for?
0: We absolutely did.
6: I can't believe that.
0: Uh, you better believe it, brother, because wow. this was real life. I am a real boy. Geppetto, you better brace yourself, because we're going in.
6: That's... View- that's- that's pretty bad, but bad in, like, the 90 cents, like, where bad is good.
0: Oh, bad, bad, you know it. Yeah. That, that was late 80s, though.
6: Uh, well, I mean... Oh,
0: yeah, you lo- you lo- you love the Nintendo Glove? Wait, yeah. <laughs> fuck. Let me try that again. <laughs> you love the Power Glove.
6: I love the Nintendo Glove. <laughs> I love the <laughs> Nintendo Glove. It says Nintendo <laughs> on it.
0: I love the Nintendo Glove. It's so bad. Viewer Interviews! That's, uh, Zach! Zach, shut up!
1: I found
0: it! Zach, are we doing viewer interviews? Are we? I think, I th- my, my sweet brother, I think we're doing viewer interviews.
1: Yeah, we are. Right, we got our first viewer.
0: Viewer, what's your name?
9: Quaid William Walton. Where are you from, Quaid? Canberra.
0: Thank you, Quaid. Yeah. Quaid.
9: Thanks, uh, for thanking me.
0: Thank- Quaid. Hmm? Quaid. Yes? Quaid. Yes? What's your earliest video game memory, Quaid?
9: Earliest video game memory? It'd either be Crash Bandicoot or some shitty Star Wars game. Oh wait, no, no. I couldn't afford the vid games. Yeah. I saw them at my friend's place. Couldn't have them vid games. I I drew a PlayStation One based off my friends. Um, I had some broken PlayStation controllers. I plugged them through the paper, and then I had this wire from the television. I don't know what the fuck
1: he's talking about. That's awesome. I pro- and did you did you pray?
9: Put into the VCR and then pretend I'm playing Star War- Star Wars Two movie game and I just like it, I independently invented quick time events like you just had to oh Jedi's are jumping press jump Jedi's are hitting press square
0: there's a Jedi kicking a soccer ball towards your general direction and you either you press what's the Dreamcast button
1: Dreamcast button
0: you press the Dreamcast button and then you press it and then you dodge because you uh, hit the soccer ball but it's Star Wars uh, what's your earliest video game memory quite
9: uh, my oh, the real vid games uh, probably Crash Bandicoot. I'm younger generation, so
0: got that PS One.
9: Uh um, yeah. Do
0: you like that Tiki Mask?
9: Yes, Tiki Mask. Good, uh, aku aku. I think that was his name. Can we get it? Can oh, we get Sorry, yeah.
0: Can we get? A, can we get a take two on that? Take two?
9: Wait. hold on. Uh, on tiki Mask.
0: Countdown? Just no. We don't have time, these are short things. Okay. It's going to be a fucking four-hour interview. Okay. A fucking episode. This a don't co- do it.
9: Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Quade, take two on Tiki Mask.
9: Take, take two on Tiki M-
0: Thank you, Quade. Hmm? Thank you, Quade. Thank you. And we talked to a viewer. That's good. We said hello. And then the viewer said hello. <laughs> Man, this cough has taken it out of me. Oh jeez! I've been the I've been a little bit sick lately, and I didn't even get that PAX flu either. I got it after I came back from PAX. Everyone else gets the PAX pox, as they call it. Mhm. And um, yeah, I avoided it and then got sick after after I came <laughs> home.
6: Did you Did you shake hands by touching elbows?
0: No, I did not. Oh, I,
6: okay, good. So you're a regular human. Got it.
0: I did. I shook every hand. Wait, what? What are you talking about?
6: That was a thing at PAX a couple of years ago because uh-huh. uh, people were getting like real sick. That's where like PAX flu like that term kind of started, mm-hmm. is that people were getting real, real sick because everyone would go around and shake hands and everyone was gross because they're all you are all disgusting human beings when you come to shake my hand. Ew, throw up in my mouth.
0: Uh, you want them to throw up in your mouth?
6: No, I'm saying I'm throwing up in my mouth. Don't yeah. throw up in my mouth. Don't okay. throw up anywhere near me. And okay. don't touch me. Uh, so I believe that they said, hey, do you like the PAX handshake? Which was touch elbows with people. I hey. You wrap your fucking brain around that. How you're gonna like try to have a normal conversation? Go, hey man, what's up? And then touch elbows with another person.
0: Yeah, that's not hap- that's not happening uh, no. in Australia. No way.
6: It's not. It's not happening here either. Nobody did it because it's weird. Yeah,
0: but if it, what if it was like an elbow touch, but like an elbow rub,
6: oh, like yeah. like an Don't elbow? Don't come near my elbows. Like my elbows a, are where they are.
0: An elbow embrace, if you will.
6: Ugh. I'm going to take a girl out on a date, and when the date's over, I'm going to touch elbows with her. <laughs> so, Australian girls, Australian viewers of this show who are girls, mm-hmm. I'm coming to your continent, and I'm going to touch all your elbows with my elbows. Brian King, Which base is that? I think that would be in between home and first, like when you're running to first base. Touching no. elbows is before you get to first base.
0: Yeah. Or either that, or it's a whole other level. It's fourth base.
6: Whoa. It's a, home, it's a it's goddamn like, home run. It's way out there in left field.
0: It certainly is. Because there's- Magic n- slam dunk. Because, like, the, you have the elbow, but uh-huh. my friend Eric, if you turn that elbow around... Uh-huh. ...you have yourself a joint. Oh, fuck. If you, like, I don't know, if you, like, if you, like, put something there... Like what? Like, I don't know.
6: Who's putting things in your elbow crackhead? Like, what are you doing?
0: You can, like, put food there... Really? You can like...
6: I don't know if I can eat off my elbow.
0: Well, you, you know, you, you, you put a sandwich there and you eat the sandwich from your elbow like this. If you can, if you can sort of take... if you can picture what I'm doing right now uh-huh. from, from this angle. You're eating uh-huh. that sandwich. It's a bit mm-hmm. messy. You got a little bit of fucking ketchup or, or, yep. or salad dressing in there, whatever.
6: Salad dressing from your sandwich?
0: You just you leave that there. Yeah. You get mm-hmm. to work.
6: Viewers, do you see why there are more than two people on this podcast at any given time? Because when it is just Jake and myself left our own devices, we are talking about eating sandwiches with our elbows and getting salad dressing all over them.
0: And then fucking elbows. This is the Gaming Cult Podcast, episode thirty-two. Potential clip show? Maybe. Here's the point. Think of it
6: so far.
0: <laughs> Let's find out by going to a clip. This is an interview with the organizer of PAX Australia, my dear friend Yug. Sure. Jake Anderson Gaming Club Podcast. Joining me, the original Australian gamer himself, Yug Blomberg from PAX Australia. Yogg, how you doing?
7: Hey, man. How you doing? I'm pretty good.
0: Yug, you've been putting
7: together PAX Australia, man. Yeah. How's that been? Uh, it's been uh, it's been a long journey. It's been uh, you know about the last nine or ten months ever since PAX Prime last year, and it was announced. Uh, it's been yeah a lot of time staring. at our computer screens and designs and schematics and putting everything together and sourcing all the content and dealing with all the exhibitors and getting all the consoles together and the pcs and work with the penny arcade team and the read exhibitions team over in, in america and it's it's been nuts but you know it's very very satisfying at this point on this day to actually see everyone here for real
0: it's all paid off
7: yeah yeah very much so
0: absolutely and shouts out to everyone at repop as well
7: yeah oh yep yeah, yep yeah. they're all here they're all, we all working like mad at the moment but yeah
0: Absolutely, man. Well, your hard efforts all paid off. Uh, we've had a great first day here at PAX at the Gaming Cult Podcast booth. It's been a lot of fun, Zach. Have you enjoyed it? Uh,
1: incredibly so. Incredibly so. Quite, quite an experience.
7: I'll, I'll so. just, I'll just jump in here. I have seen these guys dancing. You know, every time I walk past their booth in the expo hall, these guys are dancing non-stop. You know, I might be walking around like on hard concrete and shoes and everything like this, but these guys have been dancing. For what, maybe, what is this, 12, probably going to be 12 hours, you know, you know? so... Yeah.
0: 324 hours.
7: Wow, what? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, preparation time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Jörg, uh this is the Gaming Call Podcast, something we always ask to our guests. Yug, what is your earliest gaming memory, whether that be uh, console,
7: arcade, PC at a friend's
0: house, your house... What is your earliest gaming memory, Yug of PAX Australia?
7: My earliest gaming memory would probably be, uh, it's quite classic, the uh, Atari 2600 uh, with Pitfall. Uh, I my uncle, uh, who was also into, he was an IT guy, a very early uh, computer programmer, and he got this, uh, he had this Atari 2600, and, uh, and yeah, it was the first time I'd really, I can remember sort of playing a video game or anything like that, and uh, I, was, I was hooked. And ever since then, you know, it's just been a natural progression of, of more and more games, so yeah. Absolutely, absolutely.
0: Look, yeah, I've have been following you and Matt on the Australian Gamer Podcast, which is now, of course, the
7: Game Arena Podcast.
0: For well, God, no you-
7: shit. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Sorry, that's in my head because the gamer Reading Guys have got a podcast they're doing live here. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, the, Rewind. Wow. Okay. No, all right. We'll put what's an what's air horn in here. No, no, fuck. I love Joby and Junglis and the crew. No, the game. Shouts out to Luke, too. There we go. And Luke. Yes, of course. The Game Planet Australia <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah.
0: Uh, fantastic.
7: And, I mean, I've been listening. You guys have been
0: doing that pod... You, you guys started the Australian Gamer podcast in, what, 2005?
7: Yeah. One of, yeah. One of
0: the early, or maybe even late 2004. Uh, the Wii was just coming out or something. That That's one of the longest-running podcasts, period, I think.
7: It is, yeah. I mean, we were. I remember when we first started doing it, you know, Australian Game was very, very early days. And, uh, you know, we, we went to our first video game event down in Sydney, uh, a thing called EA Imagine, uh, which was, you know, just EA basically as a publisher showing off their upcoming games, you know, a small little event for them. Mm. Uh, and we flew down to go to it, and uh, when we came back, you know, We've been looking into this podcast and stuff. Myself and Matt are IT savvy. You know, we've, I design the website stuff. He programs it. So you know, we're always looking for new technologies and things like that. And we're like, we should do a podcast. And we did that first podcast. Yeah, yeah. A couple of people listened to us, so I think a couple of people downloaded. It was fun.
0: What was what was distribution back like in that day? Was was iTunes like an easy thing then? I know this is a very obscure question, oh, that's fun, that's fun. but it's something that our viewers be interested in because yeah. like we, yeah. we fetishize just about everything on the gaming code podcast okay. pretty much.
7: Yeah, look, it was it was just kind of starting up. I, I do remember like they didn't even ha- have a, a gaming category or separate categories mm. for podcasts on the App Store or, or not the App Store, the uh, the iTunes Store. Mm. Um, but so it was. It's very. Early days, but I do remember after that very first podcast, we actually uh, we got a call from uh, a guy called Jamie McKinley, who was the uh, one of the head guys at EA at that time, and wow. is now actually looking after the sports uh, brand for EA uh, worldwide. And he gave us a call. He's like, "Guys, just want to let you know, I listened to your podcast, and I thought it was really great." Uh, and that for us was actually that was really cool. It was like, "Well, that's, that's that's really cool. Maybe we should do another one." And it kind of just went from there. But yeah, the early days. I mean, I remember that first podcast probably got about hundred downloads. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, I guess the people that listened to it the first time kept listening to it. From from
0: what I remember, and I I wasn't there from the beginning, but I backtracked about a year after it. Uh, it was talking about the release of the Wii or something <laughs> yeah. into
7: that, right? I think it was still the Revolution
0: back yeah, then. The revolution. Yeah, the yeah. Revolution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Dolphin. The time of the Dolphin had yeah. passed, yes. and so came the
7: Revolution. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, let's go trivia. Uh, what is your favourite video game soundtrack, Yug? If you have one.
7: Um, at the moment, you know, it's Journey. Uh, the Journey soundtrack is actually my favourite. and It's beautiful. It's, it is, uh, Absolute fact. Mm. Uh, it is my uh, my wake up alarm sound. Really? Because it's it's beautiful. It's it's the I don't know. Yeah. Have, you, have you played it? have you played Journey? I, you play I've
0: it? I've seen a playthrough of it. My friend Garrett, who's our co-host uh, on the, on the Mega sixty four uh, poorly played stream, he played through the whole thing, and sure. uh, oh. that was an experience. <laughs> yeah. I do have the collector's edition. I'm I'm glad they brought out like a physical version of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, Bundled yeah, with Flow and Flower and everything. Well,
7: look, the, the the final level of Journey. Uh, it's mm. stu- it's the, where the character. Oh, I don't care if I spoil it. Uh, the final character kind of I've comes, seen to, it, yeah. comes back to life, and you know it's very—it's this very slow, melodic sort of thing, and it shoots up through the through the, the the tunnel of light sort of thing, comes up, and the the music just starts off really nice, builds up to a crescendo, and uh, I just feel—I wake up and I'm just like, man, I feel great, you know, like uh, so yeah. Journey soundtrack I listen to every day.
1: <laughs>
0: fantastic, fantastic, Zach. This is going to make or break the interview. You have the floor. One question. Go.
1: One question everything you touch seems to turn to gold like <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i'm known for my <laughs> no, no that's fine <laughs> yeah um i mean everything from you know pretty much your writing the podcast itself sure. and Paxos. Um, is there anything like secrets to success you could share with anyone aspirational in that matter
7: yeah actually i think the most important thing to realize uh, to the secret of success is a lot of failures now, now bear with me here, and that is that um, you know there are a lot of projects that I worked on that didn't actually go anywhere. Probably the most prominent would be a TV show I tried to do called Game Damage. Uh, even before then, I, I did a. Uh, that was a
0: that was a very good pilot too.
7: Uh, the pilot was rough. The second pilot was great. I was really proud of what we did. You know, we learned a lot. Um, I guess the you know I, I, there were a whole bunch of websites that I tried to put together. There was a, a GamersEvents.com website that I tried to put together to showcase all the events that are happening. In, Gaming events in Australia, a VRP, a video game release program, because I felt that, you know, it was difficult to find out when video games were released in Australia. You know, I tried to put that together. That didn't work. I tried to do a gamers alliance. Well, it was when
0: or if as well, you know. Yeah, yeah,
7: very much so. I tried to put a gamers alliance thing together where it would actually give a voice to the actual gaming, you know, the gamer in Australia so Mm. that when, you know, TV shows actually interviewed people about like violent games and all this kind of stuff that be an actual association that represented them so there's all these ideas i've actually had Mm -hmm. and so many of them haven't worked i think that's the key to be completely honest is when you actually try and do something and you're really passionate about it and it doesn't work do something else to have to
0: to have the actual drive to keep going i feel you there man i've been doing stuff since the late 90s myself and some of it's underground some of it's anonymous some of it's been uh trying to establish things and I, I can definitely feel you on that. You, do, you keep going, you keep going, just because you have, you have this sort of urge to just create or you're going to die or something. Exactly.
7: It. And yeah. I'll say one other thing, like every project I've worked on that's failed, I've gotten something invaluable from that that's actually given me the ability to do other things. I like take Game Damage as an example. You know, I produced and presented and got this TV show, pilots happening and all this kind of stuff. The thing is, I learned from that from a TV point of view, a production point of view, even like film and actually dealing with gaming companies and getting content and all this kind of stuff, the stuff I learned from that has been invaluable even when, when doing PAX. Mm-hmm. Like, so, you know, it's just, I think it's good to keep in mind that, you, that you'll learn from even the things that go to shit, uh, you know, to actually uh, be able to succeed in the things that go awesomely, like PAX.
0: And congratulations on PAX Australia, Yug.
7: All good, guys. I got to run. I got shit to do, so. Absolutely. Thank you very Cheers
6: much, Cheers, gents. To-
0: Yarg, thank you very much. All
6: right. Thank you. Go. PAX is... Sorry in
0: start that again. Jesus Christ. Count me down? Seven. Six. Mm-hmm. I've never actually done a countdown. I
6: know, time. right? Isn't that... Uh, this is this is what happens when we have more than one person. Do
0: I start with... Do I start at yeah, you seven? Start,
6: you start at seven. You start at seven, and then you count down.
0: Look, if Brian was here, he'd be doing know, it, but he's still at PAX. He didn't want to leave. He,
6: he, he said 100% confirmed for the rest of his life. He's... I think he lives at the convention center now.
0: Like, he was there when we were packing up.
6: Uh-huh.
0: He was like, Brian, do you want, like, a lift to Sydney with us or something? Because, like, you know, come see Sydney, man. There's lots to do. And was like, no, no, I'll, I'll catch up with you guys. I just, uh, I need to go to the bathroom. And then, like, I came back in half an hour later, and he was up in the rafters in the ceiling. Uh-huh. Wow. I'm like,
6: Brian! Brian! Are you doing this?
0: And he just looked at me, and in he,
6: In my head, and he blew I picked... I pictured him dressed like a rat.
0: Well, no, he wasn't. He looked at me and he blew me a kiss and he said, Jake, my friend, I will see you soon. Wow. And,
6: and then and then he just stayed there or did he disappear?
0: No, he he's just like, he kind of like curled up on a rafter and had a little nap. Cause,
6: oh, wow. <laughs> oh, so he said Jake, my <laughs> He said, Jake, my friend, I'll see you real soon. And then you guys just kept looking at each other. And then he did what, like, dogs do, like, spin around in circles and then, like, curled up and just had a nap.
0: Yeah, but imagine that, like, at the top of an aircraft ha- hangar kind of size. Wow. Uh, convention center. Huh.
6: In uh, my head, he's still rafters. dressed... In a- the In my head, he's still dressed like a rat.
0: Okay. That's I mean,
6: I know you're saying that he wasn't. Yeah. But, like... We, can have, that, head, vi- we can have
0: that visual if you want. Viewers, if you're animating this right now, you know, just go ahead. Brian didn't have, like... A rat suit on before, but maybe now he does. Maybe he has ears. I don't know.
6: Yeah. Just also, it. for some reason, he's wearing, like, sunglasses. Like, like a rat would wear sunglasses. Mm-hmm. like not Like, not like that a rat actually would. Yeah. But he's wearing what you would think a rat wearing sunglasses would wear.
0: Exactly. So, I don't know. Brian's still there. He had a really good time yeah. at PAX Australia.
6: That's weird. Hey, you know what? You still haven't counted me down.
0: Seven. Six.
6: You have to do it faster than that. Five, Start over. Start seven, over. You have to do it faster again. Seven,
0: seven, six, five, four, three, two. That's too
6: fast. I'm not prepared. I'm not prepared. I'm not prepared. Go, <sighs> no. S- go. Start from seven.
0: Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. I gave an extra pause for you, the last yeah, number. Yeah, but then you
6: but then you talked after you said one, so I wasn't. So you have to do it again because I wasn't. Like, I, I was going to talk and I didn't then give you, gonna talk. you enough
0: space. Okay. No. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one.
6: PAX is international. It is on the west coast of the United States. It is on the east coast of the United States. It is in Australia. The United Kingdom. Listen, do you guys want a PAX? Could it be that it's possible? You have to make it happen. Could you imagine if there was a PAX London? A PAX Yorkshire? A PAX Devonshire Land? Devonshire? I don't really know a lot of places in England. Uh but <laughs> think about it.
0: That's everyone's gonna fucking quote that now. I'm gonna get tweeted that a million times. Eric said Devonshire Land. Gaming Code podcast, episode thirty
3: two. I
6: don't know I don't know another I got London in Yorkshire, which I think is a real place. It is, yes. Okay. And then I could have said Blackpool, because that's where a professional wrestler is from.
0: Uh huh. Should
6: have gone Blackpool. Yep. should I said Devonshire Land. Like it's an idiot. Uh,
0: Blackpool's God. like Blackpool's like um, Vegas, but a really Ooh. shitty seaside version of Vegas.
6: Oh, so it's like Atlantic City.
0: Yeah, but like really shitty. Like yeah, really, like really City. shitty. Yeah.
6: Yeah. So hey, do I? This is my own personal thing. I don't know if they're actually going to the UK. That uh-huh. this is. I, I think it would be awesome if there was a PAX UK.
0: Well, I don't know. I mean, yeah. There's
6: like... to Australia. What's mm. to stop them from going the other side of the pond? You guys call it that.
0: We, we do, we do, yeah. If you're on a particular side of the pond, you say, My friend, I'm going to the other side of the pond. I'll see you there, maybe.
6: See? So wouldn't it be cool if you brought PAX to Devonshire land? I'm a... sorry, Devi- Devonshireland? I'm sorry, Devonshireland. I just Devonshire. Pronounce it like an American oaf. I apologize.
0: There's no land, but the land down under PAX Australia 2013 was an amazing time. A big thank you to Yug there. Uh, for putting it all together with the pa- with the Penny Arcade boys and everyone at Reed Pop, uh, it was it was an excellent time. Um, Eric, yes. You, uh, you boys, uh, Garrett, yes, and you boys Brian and you boys Eric. Mhm. You boys did a did a thing at the same time. Did we? I think so. We did. You had a like a local thing.
6: It um yeah it's. It's a thing in San Diego. It's uh, it's called Comic Convention. It, they hold it at the Convention Center in mm. downtown San Diego. It's like a it, political.
0: Like, it's like a political rally.
6: Yeah, it's um, it's getting it's getting a little bit bigger. It's like five days long now. So, uh, you know, Comic Convention is getting a little bit bigger. We got some people there. We were there. We had a panel with Mega sixty uh, four that myself and my my dear roommate slash landlord Garrett uh, was also on. And uh, we showed some new stuff, and we actually made an announcement that I'm going to carry over to an announcement here, uh, just in case people are listening that live in the area. We are going to be doing Mega64 game days, I think our fourth annual, I want to say it's fourth annual, uh, November 3rd, is a Sunday, but we what are doing a special- What is, Eric? Spe- Shut up, shut up, shut up. Right. We are doing, November 3rd is game days at Disneyland, November 2nd. Hmm special fan meetup, not saying it's mega 64 con, just saying special fan meetup, November 2nd in the Anaheim area. I would love to see gaming cult fans come out and represent their love for both gaming cult and mega 64. Hell yeah. Gonna Ta-da.
0: Yo, 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 yo. Will will, will there be a representative of flip mode squad at game days?
6: Yeah. Uh, Busta Rhymes will be up in the place.
0: Saluting the gods. Yep. Excellent. Shouts out Busta Rhymes.
6: <laughs> Shouts out to our our number one viewer Busta Rhymes. <laughs> Busta, what it is right now.
0: Oh, absolutely. I haven't checked out his new song, Twerk. Uh, it's twerk not it.
6: as good as you want it to be. Oh. It, I thought it was going to be way faster. It's very like reggae vibe.
0: Busta bus. Everyone's going, it is right every- now. Everyone's going like the, the Snoop Lion route. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. That's a broad brush to use, but yeah, it's uh-huh. happening.
6: It is definitely. Making... I think is that next for Gaming Cult? Gaming Lion?
0: What making like <laughs> game game in ting Lion? Give me that Blood Clot Lion. Yeah, we're gonna start making American Reggae. Bumba
10: <laughs> We're
0: gonna start making American Reggae, Eric. <laughs> And it's gonna sound nothing like real, uh... It's It's gonna gonna be perfect! It's gonna be perfect. It's gonna sound nothing like actual reggae or dancehall.
6: It's gonna sound like going to, uh, an area of San Diego called Pacific Beach, where everyone will probably just be high and listening to shit reggae, wearing sandals and tank tops.
0: (laughs) Hey, bro, you like reggae? Check this out. Red, red wine. We're only...
6: You heard it first. Gaming podcast, aka Gaming Lion podcast, will only be covering UB40 songs.
2: Stay
0: close to me.
6: Hey, that's perfect.
0: I fucking hate UB40 oh, don't so much. Oh, uh, and Big Mountain and all that bullshit, <laughs> bullshit white reggae, fucking bullshit. Uh, my my dad actually plays in a reggae band, uh, which is a really really good. They play like proper like. 60s ska and Rocksteady stuff and like dub reggae. They do live dub reggae and it's, it's legit. They fucking supported UB40 one time. It's a band called King Tide and they're based in Sydney if you want to look them up. like oh, King yeah. Tide. Uh, they, they supported UB40 and blew them out of the fucking water and, <laughs> and UB40 <laughs> were really, really mad at them. Shouts out.
6: Like they saw red? Like they got mad. Yeah. Cut that joke out.
0: Yeah. I'm not cutting anything.
6: God damn it! So wait. So now we're talking a lot like yeah. it's a regular podcast and thank, not like it's a clip show.
0: Thank fuck for that. No kidding. Eric, let's go to a clip.
6: Okay. Sweet.
0: Hello, Vio, what's your name? My name is Nick. Nick, hello. Hello. Are you enjoying PAX, Nick?
7: I am loving PAX so far.
0: Nick, what is your earliest video game memory?
7: Uh, well, actually, it relates to PAX because my earliest games I played were like... The humongous entertainment adventure games on the PC. Okay. Made by Ron Gilbert, he, and he did the opening keynotes. That was really absolutely like Monkey Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like Hot Pot, like the kids' adventure games. I really love those. yeah. Pot. Yeah, Pot Pot adventures and like Freddy Fish and all that. Fant-
1: fantastic, fantastic.
0: Zach, do you have do you have a question for our dear viewer?
1: I remember Freddy Fish quite well. However, what was the one with the purple car? Hot Pot. Hot Pot. Now, you see, I was always, my family would never purchase me the full version of Putt-Putt. Did you ever have the full version <laughs> of Putt-Putt?
7: I had multiple full versions of Putt-Putt.
0: Holy shit, sequels. dude. We're talking sequels here.
1: We're talking sequels. We talking check sequels.
0: your privilege with that Putt-Putt. Check my privilege, yeah. Do you check your privilege? I do check do my
1: privilege. Do you check your Putt-Putt privilege? Zach
0: my, Zach, my brother, I love you so much. Did you check your privilege today?
1: Uh, I checked it twice, once upon arriving, and then I... Saw some kid and he was quite small, and he was able to navigate the lines a lot better. And I checked my height privilege.
0: <laughs> Thank you, my brother. Uh, do you want to say anything to the viewers out there, Nick? My viewer, I love you so much.
7: I want to say uh, having a lot of fun binge viewing Pax Australia. Oh
0: come on, man! You know that's that ain't right. You got to like two. It's like a two-episode maximum. But like how, how does that how does that quantify the looking at stuff at PAX. Wait, what? Like, if you're binge viewing like a series, you watch like half a series yeah, yeah. in one night. Yeah. But like, if, you, if you're if you at PAX and you're looking at stuff, I don't know, can you binge view that? How do, you con- how do you quantify that?
1: Like, you take it in, you walk past, you smell it, you taste it, you sometimes use your hands, but not too much. Okay,
0: thank you. Uh, Nick, thank you very much, thank and you. thank you for being such a lovely viewer.
1: Thank you
5: very
0: much. Fuck you, B40 though. No, no, I'm serious. Silly. No, we're, ba- we're, back from the, we're back from the clip in this non-clip show. Fuck you, B40. Fuck them. Ah, oh, thank you, viewer.
6: Hey, yeah. can I ask a question? I guess. What? Who... who were the most, like, the more attractive viewers? The male viewers? Hmm. Or the female viewers? Well,
0: you know, you know I, I do have the best of both worlds. Exactly. In that
6: That's why you're the one to ask.
0: Okay, thank you. I, well, I'll just start off by saying thank you, my friend. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, man. There was some, there was some good-looking bad boys there. I have to say, but Ooh.
6: but what the, about the rude girls? You the rude,
0: the okay. rude, the rude girls had it going on, man. Dang. They were like they were rocking the GCP shirts. Some of them were rocking those Mega sixty four shirts too. Goddamn! Oh,
6: you know, the way of my heart.
0: Mhm, mhm. Uh, hey, check out. You know we have a facey bee, Eric.
6: Do do
0: we? I don't know. Yeah, because where ha- can
6: where can they find the facey bee?
0: Facebook.com slash gamingcultpodcast. Check out some of the booth photos there. Uh, that people have sent in. I've reposted them on the wall. Uh, there's a video here, a video there. Hey! Do us a favor, viewers, if you can. Like, whether you're out there... Whether, you, whether you're one of our, um... Sort of silent viewers... I know there's a lot of you silent viewers out there. It's maybe Silent but deadly. Maybe you're from a country where English isn't your first language. Or maybe you're, you know, you're a little bit introverted. And you have to... You're, you're like, you're space respected. Hey, send me an email, gamingcultpodcast at gmail.com. If you see any pics out there, if you see any videos out there featuring your young, sweet boys from the GCP, we want to see them.
9: We do. I'll
0: post them on the Facey B-Wall. Ooh. And I think we have Twitter too. Eric, do we have Twitter? Is that confirmed?
6: I think we do. I have seen it once or twice. What is that Twitter address?
0: At Gaming Cult Cast.
6: Oh, My goodness. So they can tweet at Gaming GamingCultCast and say, oh my goodness, this is or is not a clip show?
0: It's one way to find out. It could be real life. And hey, if you have any questions for my sweet brother, Zach Ennis, just tweet him at Eric Bedour.
6: (laughs) That's Jesus Christ. Uh, Yeah, make sure you title it. Make sure you tweet at Eric Bedour and then say, Hollywood superstar Zach Ennis, here's my question.
0: Yeah, and then it'll be over because there's 140 characters on it. That's the point. Dude, UB40 fucking sucks.
6: You are still on UB40, Jake. I... You gotta, like, let it go. White... It's been 20 years, man.
0: I don't know, man. Almost every white re- reggae band ever just sucks a goddamn musical dick.
6: What did UB40 stand for? Do you know?
0: Uh, it stands for an unemployment form uh, in the UK. That's what it is. You fill out like UB40. Oh, really? Yep.
6: Oh, I didn't know that. I'm American. I'm not cultured. I guess that's culture. I don't know.
0: It's clever, and who doesn't love a clever name when it comes to like, you know, who doesn't love a que- a clever white name when it comes to black music?
6: <laughs> I know. Check out, uh, check out all these white rappers.
0: That's right. Who? <laughs> Let's list off some of our favorite white rappers. Why don't we?
6: <laughs> None of them. I can't think of any of them that I I genuinely. No, you know what? There are two that I like, and they're mm-hmm. in a band, or I guess they were, mm-hmm. called Bad Credit. There, I said it. And Here, let me say it louder so you don't forget it.
0: The poet. Maybe you know it. Red, red, red wine. wine.
6: <laughs>
0: Stay close to me. <laughs> oh, fuck. Man,
6: for hating UB-40 so much, you, stir, you, you like sing about them. A lot. Like you just like oh I'm gonna sing the song by UB40, I'm gonna sing the praises. Jeez. Well you know what?
0: That that just gives us the perfect segue. I did an interview with Jamie Wilson from Nintendo Australia. Take it away. Jake InnerSo Gaming Cold Podcast joining me is Jamie Wilson from Nintendo of Australia. Jamie, how are you?
11: Look, to be honest, I'm a little bit tired. It's been about 28 days straight for me. Without a break, we've been around Australia getting the best Pokemon players, Perth, Brisbane, Sydney, uh, Melbourne, Adelaide, and now we're here in Melbourne for PAX Australia. So, look, I'm excited, I'm pumped, but at the same time, I'm looking forward to a day off.
0: Absolutely, it's been amazing PAX Australia. It's the Sunday now, and you guys, Nintendo have an amazing booth here at PAX Australia this year.
11: Thanks, man, we're glad you uh, are enjoying it. We really wanted to create a space where players could come together, uh, bring their 3 dss along, Street Pass, play Animal Crossing, visit each other's towns, uh, play off against each other in Mario Kart, really just have a great time as well as giving people a chance to really play the, uh, the new upcoming titles like uh, Pikmin 3, the, the Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker HD, we've got Sonic Lost World on Nintendo 3DS, we've got Legend of Zelda A Link Between Worlds on 3DS and also Super Mario 3D World coming up towards the end of the year. So, you know, some great upcoming games as well as a chance for people to play the games they already love with other people.
0: Absolutely, no, we here at Gaming Cult we're very much looking forward to Q4, uh, the Wii U lineup. it looks fantastic, wonderful 101, very psyched for that.
11: Yeah, wonderful 101, I think that's uh, August 24 if my uh, memory serves correctly and that's that's a really, uh, really funky game, I think people are really going to love that one. Uh, Bayonetta 2 at some stage of course, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Uh, we've got a lot of great games coming up, and on the 3DS, of course, there's a lot of stuff that people, people are enjoying. Um, we've also, of course, had the Pokemon uh, Battle, the, the, the national championships for the first time a year. We've, we've had the best from Australia come together to battle it out, so we're about to do the Junior Finals. We've had the Masters Division, winners are going to Canada. It's all happening.
0: That's amazing. I just saw the Semifinals too. It was, it was a hot-heated battle.
11: Oh man, it was. i tell you what, it was decided on a coin toss. Literally, it was that close. Wow. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> we're about to do the Juniors and I'm sure that'll be just as exciting. So.
0: Fantastic. The new Mario & Luigi game just came out for the 3DS as well. I love that series. We all love that series. Just love the sense of humor in that and the writing and the, the gameplay. It's, it's a true RPG f- first party from Nintendo and we love
11: it. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, isn't it, that one? You know, a chance for them to just mix it up a little bit, be a bit funny and, uh, you know, do a couple of things they wouldn't be able to do in the uh, in the two D platformers, so we're uh, we're happy to have that one just hit Charles, and we hope everybody's enjoying it.
0: Yeah, from the Alpha Dream team, there they've uh, they've always specialized in that series. I love it. Um, Jamie from Nintendo, what is your earliest video game memory, and is that a Nintendo related memory?
11: You know, my, yeah, my earliest video game memory. Uh, it's it's a funny one, this one, because my first console was a Game Boy, uh, around about the same time as the NES. And my mum got it because we were going overseas, and I was I think six at the time, and uh, she bought me Battletoads on the Game Boy, and as a, as a first. First game, wow. You know, six-year-old. It's, it's a tough introduction. I think it hardened me for uh, some later experiences. And I just remember. Now uh, she wouldn't let me. Uh, she bought it for the trip, but I knew it was in the closet. And as a kid, you know, a presence there, snuck in, got the Game Boy when she was out of the house, fired up Battletoads, and uh, and that was my that was my kind of earliest memory was uh, you know getting my ass whooped by this game. And then we actually went overseas, stopped off in Thailand for a couple of days, and I just remember uh, it was me and Mum sitting at the perfect romantic honeymoon location candlelit dinners by night, honeymooners everywhere, and it was me and mum, and I had the Game Boy with the uh, Sound Boy amplifier on the bottom. Oh,
0: uh, the I, I remember Boy. that, that thing was fantastic, yeah.
11: The, yeah, the Light Boy adapter over the top, it was this beast of a thing, yeah. I can still hear the music of the, uh, the, second, the second stage boss, it was like a rat in a spaceship, and just, it was the most intense battle of my life, uh, here in this beautiful honeymoon location, just pumping the sounds (laughs) all these honeymooners looking at me and I think that really set the scene.
0: Fantastic I totally forgot there was a Game Boy version, was it as hard as the NES version?
11: I don't think it was as hard, but uh, it certainly seemed hard when I was six.
0: Fantastic Uh, Jamie, have you seen the Reggie at our booth here at uh, PAX Australia?
11: I have, yeah, I saw the picture frame uh, and I like it and I hope everybody's gone over to get a photo.
0: Yes indeed Jamie from Nintendo, thank you very much.
11: Thank you (laughs)
6: <laughs> is that, is that maybe the best segue you've ever done? It could be. It could Speaking be. Speaking of how much I love you before 40 here's a Nintendo executive.
0: <laughs> That's not what I meant at all. <laughs> hey, a, b- a big thank you, a big thank you to Jamie Wilson there. I've, uh, I've been a big, obviously, we all know I'm a Nintendo fanboy. I'll just put it out there. So that, that was a good time. Nintendo had one of my favorite booths at PAX Australia. They were showing a lot of new stuff. I, uh, I played, uh, New Super Mario Bros. World, Were you a cat? Ca- I wa- Confirmed, I was Cat Mario. Oh, and my god. And, god damn, it's- it's so much fun being Cat Mario, Eric. Yep. Have, you, have you been Cat Mario yet? Yeah, they had
6: it- they had it at E3, you could be Cat Mario at E3.
0: And- and what happened?
6: You were a pretty kitty. You were pretty kitty doing pretty kitty things.
0: You- you remember that clip from E3 of Jeff Keighley and Miyamoto doing the cat thing? <laughs>
6: Yeah, because we watched it right before Omega 64 interview. Yeah. And they showed close of it, and we were laughing so hard because it's Jeff Keighley and Miyamoto playing Mario and being cats. The, the, <laughs> we just went, Wait, is this journalism?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> Miyamoto just makes the the cat move, and it's like the oh, best yeah. thing I've ever seen. And then, like, Keighley just goes again, like, Can we say that again, Mr. Miyamoto? <laughs> and then they just, they're just just doing the cat thing for ages. Yeah, it's great. Man. Man, I love all the game trails interviews, uh, everyone yep. at Nintendo. And hey, Gaming Core Podcast. Nintendo interviews, we're doing it. Woo! Big shouts out to everyone at Nintendo. We had a lot of you come by the booth. You, you loved our framed Reggie, it was a good time. Uh, you got a friend in me? Mm-hmm.
6: See, that would have been a good segue into a Nintendo interview.
0: Yeah, it would, rather than UB40. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't. I don't actually like UB40, I don't know if you know this, Eric.
6: I didn't, well, I mean, to be fair, you talk about them more than anyone that I know, so...
0: Within the space of episode 32 of the Game Cold podcast.
6: No, just like, in life, I don't know anyone who talks about UB40 this much. Okay. So I'm just letting you know, like, be aware of, like, yourself, I guess.
0: Ooh, baby, I love you, way. Oh, wait, no, that's Big Mountain.
6: Is oh. it? Hey, you could have told me that was UB40, and I would have thought it was.
0: It was actually Sting, the police. Was it? Fuck, I don't know.
6: No, it was not. I knew that.
0: So, let's go to an interview. It could be a clip, it could not be a clip.
6: What could it be? It
0: could it be a- It could be I- a clip or not a clip. It could be an interview with some, <gasps> sweet, with some sweet silver boys. Now you're thinking, how many silver boys and girls do I know in the world? I don't know many. Well, we're just gonna have a moment of silence here while we figure mm-hmm. it out. Okay. And
6: then I want you to count down from two, Eric. What? You want me to count down from two? Yes. Okay, ready? Two, one. GCP
0: interview with the Proto Men. Take it away. Jake Innes here. Zach Innes here. Uh, joining us, we have Panther. How do you do? And the Reanimator. Hi, I play drums. From the. Wait, say it again? From the. We're from the Proto Men. Gentlemen, welcome to the Game Called Podcast. You are playing tonight at Pax Australia.
12: We are, yes, we are We're playing the main theater at around 10 p.m.
0: Is this your first Australian gig?
12: Yes. Yeah, by far.
0: Fantastic.
12: The we've ever gotten to Australia. Yeah, we, we tour uh, the the states and Canada quite often, but we've never. This is the first time we've been overseas.
0: Well, thank you for coming over. Thanks thank you for you having us. Having us.
12: Yeah.
0: Uh, boys, right off the bat, let's ask: What is your earliest video game memory? Now, whether it's a console or arcade or computer, your house a friend's house, uh, Panther, what is your earliest video game memory?
5: Man, I uh, oh god, I remember uh, getting getting the NES for Christmas when I was about five, and I don't know that I asked for it. I'm, I'm pretty sure my father really wanted it in the house because I think he he gave it to us. It was me and my kid brother and sister and then immediately he started playing it and so we got to sort of watch him but i was five so what the fuck do i know about playing nes
0: and it was that super mario brothers right off the bat oh yeah oh,
5: right, off bat. right off the
0: bat with that dunk dunker
5: oh yeah and he ended up he ended up getting a Game Boy not too long after that and he just stole that for tetris
12: yeah
0: i think absolutely everybody played tetris and that sounds like yeah. such a base stupid thing to say but no Fucking everybody Everybody. played Tetris. It's the
12: one game that covers every generation, every console. There's been remakes every time something new comes out. It's the one game that's just... If you have the system, you can play Tetris on it.
0: Absolutely. It's
12: a calculator or a computer or a console. Tetris is everywhere.
0: Reanimator, what is your earliest video game memory?
12: Like Panther, uh, my very first console was the NES. Uh, Obviously started with the, the Super Mario Duck Hunt. Combo, but uh, we also got Mario Party and Castlevania at the same time. So the Mar- Monster Party, not Mario Party, that came far later. Uh, yeah, Monster Party and Castlevania were the ones I spent most of my uh, three to four year. Like that came out when I was incredibly young. I'm the youngest one of the band. So how did did you did you fail miserably at Castlevania?
0: I was just thinking that too. That if you game if,
12: still who, kills me. Yeah, who doesn't as a child? I. Can you beat it now? I I can get pretty far, yeah. but I don't know if I can actually complete.
0: Reanimated, did those Medusa heads make you cry? What was that? Did the Medusa heads make you cry?
12: Of course! <laughs> those fucking things just weave in. You gotta either jump, or duck, or slide, or <laughs> hit the whip every... <laughs> the Medusa heads!
1: <laughs> we'll get you next time. Squeeze. Squeeze. So I'm surprised it wasn't Mega Man, considering that it's very much the whole center of it. Yeah. So, did you guys actually ever pick up Mega Man in your youth throughout that, or was it something that you saw and went back to?
5: It, uh, I, I, I know I had the first Mega Man when I was younger, but it wasn't my go-to game. Uh, well, that was really, just
0: impossibly hard. Yeah. yeah,
5: and it was. I think it's like, uh,
12: yeah, it's a game that I think you end up appreciating when you get older. Of course. Of yeah. Course. Yeah. Yeah, I probably everything. spent more time on the Mega Man series after I had discovered emulators and things like that because on the consoles just you know you've got to defeat the bosses and get the certain you know weapons to beat the next people that's just far too complicated you know in my NES years I, I didn't start getting really into that you know the what survival type stuff till Super NES yeah yeah
0: uh, what shitty games did you play on the uh, the NES? For me it was Bart vs. The Space Mutants.
12: Man,
5: probably the Back to the Future game. Dude, that game was awful. My LJN? Yeah, yeah. And,
0: oh my uh, god.
12: Yeah. What do you, what's uh, the shittiest game you remember from the NES? I don't remember if it was Super NES or NES, but there were a couple Simpsons games that were just god-awful. God awful. Yeah.
0: yeah, Bart vs. The Space Mutants, it was, uh, the game was so broken you pretty much couldn't get past the third level. And, uh, when I was young that was one of three games I had for the system and I had that system for eight years and that's it you're done just play that and yeah that was uh, that was a fun time
7: Can you beat it? Oh god no!
0: God no! no. Just the jumping mechanics are ridiculous and the the platform detection
1: forget about it. No guys this isn't your first PAX is it?
5: No it's not no.
12: Uh, We've done the PAX Prime and PAX East in the States several times. We've done every PAX East since it started, and we've done I think three separate Pax Primes, but that's the one that's been around the longest. So that started before our time. Perfect.
0: Anything else, boys? Anything to add to the viewers out there? We're worldwide right now.
12: Check out uh, ProtoMan.com. We are a, uh, a rock opera based on the Mega Man franchise. Uh, all original music. Think if Queen were to tell their own personal story of the Mega Man. Series,
5: yeah. <laughs> uh, I would say, uh, when is this airing?
0: Uh, I'd say probably a week or so after PAX Australia.
5: Oh, okay, all right. Well, if you didn't come to our Melbourne shows and our Sydney shows, then we're never coming back to Australia. And it's your fault. <sighs>
3: so,
0: better do it. You better do it.
5: You better, you better have done it.
0: Viewers out there, please go support the Protomen. We love you so much. I'll give you a kiss.
5: Zach.
0: Kisses all around the world.
5: Yeah, that was a good one.
0: I like it. I like it. Boys, thank you very much.
6: Thanks, thanks for having us, man. Reanimate her out. I like that, because usually you want a lot of buildup for something like that, and people are like, ooh, ooh, what can it be? The suspense is killing me. Instead of having us count down from our usual seven, you just said, no way, two. Because you wanted to get it to our viewers as fast as possible.
0: Exactly. It, it was the the utmost urgency. Yep. Big shout I mean, out.
6: Listen to, the, listen to the ambulance in the background for the people who just had heart attacks listening to that.
0: Yeah, yeah. There it is. I live in the city, guys.
6: I hope you guys are okay.
0: There's, like, birds as well. Maybe the birds are uh, being <laughs> rushed to the hospital. Uh, well... Thank you very much to uh, the boys and girls from uh, men They did an amazing set on the Saturday night. I-, I I didn't know that much about them. Zach is actually a Protomen fan. Uh, he's he's big into them. Uh, it was my first time seeing the men as they all, uh, obviously said in the interview. A bit of a Mega Man crossed over with a Queen rock opera. They mm-hmm. weren't they weren't lying. God damn it! It was an impressive show. Those guys can really play their instruments. They can perform like fuck. Reanimator. Fucking jumped off. He was jumping off everything, man. <laughs> There's a blog called "Get Down" from their reanimator. And it's just a blog. <laughs> it's just a blog full of the drummer reanimator, uh, just standing on guitar amps and PA's, jumping down onto a drum kit, and yeah, it, that's a good time. So, what what went down at Comic Con, Eric?
6: We had a booth. We had a nice piano where we showed a couple of videos. Mm-hmm. Um, met a lot of fans. Uh, made a lot of friends. Uh, shouts out to some people who came over, said, hey, talk to me and Garrett and Brian about the Gaming Cult podcast. You got the GCP uh, shoutouts? Yeah, go big time, baby. Hell yeah. We had, we had some Australian fans who made their way uh, oh, over to Comic-Con. Yes, yes, they were at RTX and then came to Comic-Con.
0: Shouts out to a sweet boy called Reese.
6: Ooh-hoo-hoo! And uh, so... They were kind of bummed because, uh, although they, although they went to Comic-Con and things were cool, um, they realized, like, oh, yeah, uh, we could have gone to PAX Australia, which also would have been great. But I guess they booked their flights and everything before mm. it was all
0: announced. Mm-hmm. So, so there you go. That, that, I'd be bummed out about that, too, but I'll tell you what I'd be really bummed out about. What? Wearing a fucking backpack with the Big Bang Theory on it and a Bazinga hey. cape.
6: Hey, it had a Bazinga cape. Like, it really did. But that's real!
0: Can you, like, relay the horrors to us, my friend?
6: Uh... This year, Comic-Con wasn't as bad as usual with people coming up asking if there was free stuff. But there were times where I was walking around the convention because I had to get out of the booth for a little bit. And, uh... Man, it... They just shut down the aisles. (laughs) This is the worst. I'm walking down the aisle to just get back to our booth from the other side. I was hanging out with uh, Justin Rojas from Funimation, shouts out Justin, hanging out with him and then walking back to our booth and the aisles are just security people stopping people going can't go this way. And so you try to go a different way through the 100 bodies of people can't go this way. So then you don't really know where you're going. So you're turning around in circles and you're blocked because some character from fucking Dexter is walking through the aisles. (laughs) Don't give a fuck about your show. Now, on top of that is you're faced because you're walking front to back with people. You're just surrounded by Bazinga capes.
0: Jesus Christ.
6: I mean, it was a misery. But that's Comic-Con. I mean, it's just, it's, Bazinga capes in your face and people handing out pins for their shitty comic book. And then, oh man. They, I always try to go to like the little artist alley, which is like the small independent artists, because mm. I think you find a lot of cool stuff there. That's, what um, I,
0: that's, I, that's my favorite bit of Supernova, because Supernova, yeah. most of the time it's the same thing. They have, mm-hmm. th- sometimes they'll have some cool exclusive stuff, Yep. Uh, but most of the time it's the same thing. Yep. Uh, but artist alley is always fun.
6: I would. I was thinking that too until this is the year that I realized. Artist Alley is the least original thing at Comic Con. It is people going. Here's my comic book, which is drawings of. uh, What if Green Lantern was a cowboy? He come by my Wonder Woman commissioned art. What? What? No. No. I don't want this. I want like cool original ideas and. Yeah. Most of the ideas that are going on there are not original and not very good. It's just taking it's taking stuff that already exists and going, but what if it existed in the Doctor Who universe?
0: <laughs>
6: Fuck off.
0: What if Shrek the Ogre and Shadow the Hedgehog collided that's, worlds?
6: That's it. And you just go, I don't I don't care. Is there anything original going on here? No? Oh, okay, cool. Thank you. And then you leave. Hmm. Dissatisfied.
0: Um Supernovas Artist Alley was a to to continue this brief sort of tangent. Uh, uh-huh. Supernovas Artist Alley was a mixture of a lot of great original artists, and there was a really big like brony presence at the Artist Alley. Really, this year. not compared to last year. Compared to last year, there might have been. Yeah, I think there was one sort of half booth doing some My Little Pony related stuff, but there were like. There were at least 10 Artist Alley booths doing brony exclusive stuff.
6: Jesus Christ.
0: Three- I'm not kidding now. Three Artist Alley booths were dedicated. Three. Count them. One, two- Eric, can you count three booths?
6: One? W- one booth. Ah, ah, ah. Two booths. And three booths. I don't count that like the ah-ah-ah way every time.
0: Three beautiful booths dedicated to My Little Pony Pillows.
6: Yeah!
0: NO! NO, NO, NO!
6: (laughs) Sweet dreams of Equestria!
0: Shouts out to the bronies, but goddamn... You know, if you wanna fuck an anime pillow... Then... Good luck to you. If you wanna fuck a pillow with a pony on it, then...
6: (sighs) Hmm... I dunno. Just have sex with a regular horse!
0: Just, like, draw a thing on a pillow. Draw a smiley face on a pillow. See how you deal with that.
6: But with an open mouth, so you can have sex with it.
0: Limit your imagination a bit more when it comes to sex, or like <laughs> use your imagination a bit more. Just th- don't like buy a pony pillow. Don't do it. Uh, can we draw the line at pony pillows? What do you think?
6: I think we can draw it there.
0: Okay, let's go to a clip.
6: Hi. Hi. Hi.
0: Ah, <laughs> come on! Don't do that. You work with Zoom. I picked the audio. I pick the audio. Oh. <laughs> Santa
8: thinks about picking audio. That's
0: the only phrase I know about audio. Hi, Tom. How's it going? I'm good. Hi, Xavier. My boy. My boy. Hey, Jake. The, the, is every single interview I is every single interview I do this week just going to be like this? Just when, me and you you're doing really
1: this. It's Mike, and you're really quiet, and
13: I'm like five centimeters from your face. something
0: something joystick boys. How are you?
13: We are good. Well, I'm good. Xavier, I can't speak for you. I'm sleepy. Yeah, so am my. You
0: just got here though. It's like I three. Did. It's like three p.m. on the Friday, it's and you just 4 got here on the it's, Friday. four
13: thirty. Like Tgif, am I right? What's <laughs>
2: up?
13: <laughs> 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 are you still trying to make that a thing? <laughs> <laughs> It'll catch on. You'll see.
14: So when are we gonna blow this popsicle stand and go get drunk? That's uh, what I want to know. That's the part of
13: PAX I fucking
0: like. Tonight. Let's do it tonight. Oh, my God.
13: <laughs> they don't serve alcohol, nor do they allow alcohol into the convention. Well, no, we
0: hit up the manabar Bar. My boy Skagrish. He's got our back.
1: Our boy Skagrish? Would you like to explain who our boy Skagrish
0: is? Skagrish is a brand manager at the Manabar Bar, and he is a sweet boy. And I've known him since he was about 16, because we were internet buddies from the 90s.
8: Oh, okay. So he's your boy? He is. He's, he's a sweet an- boy. Yes. I see
13: how it is. All yes. our
1: boys are our sweet boys. We have no sour boys. We got, we got
13: people looking at us
1: while we're doing this
8: little audio thing. Well,
13: that's fantastic. i,
1: I are f-
8: drinking t- a few bitter, boys, if you know what I'm talking about. This is weak material, man. This is weak material. I was referring to beer.
1: <laughs> I know. I thought you were referring to, like, sucking unwashed dicks. But yeah, oh that works God. too.
0: <laughs> Beautiful. Boys, what's your favorite game so far at PAX?
13: Uh... Oh, the game of life. I think the, the best thing I've seen at PAX so far has been the, uh, the Big Bang Theory Cluedo. Tom, what's your favourite game at <laughs> My PAX? My favourite <laughs> game at PAX so far is called the Melbourne Public Transport System. Uh, really high difficulty, but ultimately rewarding. Um, yeah, i give it a good out of 10.
0: Hang on, we've got an interruption here. Viewer, what's uh, your name? Miles. Miles?
13: Hello Miles. Hi Jack.
0: Miles, what's your earliest video game memory?
13: Uh, maybe playing Worms Two on
0: PC? on the PC. Yeah. Excellent, excellent. Miles, do you like PAX Is it nice? Sorry, do you like PAX Is it nice? Why like? Sorry, is PAX nice? Do you like it? That's all right. Thank you, Miles. Uh,
15: you, um, can you sign my booth babe photo?
0: Miles is giving me a booth babe photo from the Sennheiser booth and he is, oh she's with a, a very delightful uh, lady cop. Zach, I think we need to, we got Miles, our sweet boy, he's asking us to sign uh, this uh, Sennheiser Booth Babe photo. I think we can do that.
16: I was so excited.
1: My sweet boy, you have the impossible photo.
0: Tom, what's your favorite thing at PAX? Hey,
1: but I already said uh, the booth. They your call booth. it PAX, but I
14: don't see any PAX of anything. Xavier! What's
0: the deal? Fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> we just had a nice lady give us a wolf badge. Yes, we will sign the thing. Absolutely. Uh, anything else to say to the viewers? Anything else to say? You're on the Gaming Corp Podcast right now. You're, you're one-shot. Miles, don't blow it. My sweet boy, I love you so much.
6: Sup, <sighs> Forum.
0: Thank you, Miles. Uh, that was the Something Something Joystick Boys there. Big shout-out to Xavier rebeck noonan and Tom Samson. Did you know that that they are GCP alumni? What? Wait, is that the correct term?
6: I I mean I I guess like they went to Yeah, we're like a university and they went to us.
0: I guess I guess it is then. Sign up the uh, the the tuition fee is to blow a kiss to your sweet boy. Ooh. And who is that? I don't know. Maybe it's Martin Nolan. Maybe. I hope it, it is. Maybe it's Garrett Hunter?
6: No, it's probably not.
0: Maybe it's Zach Innes.
6: Hollywood superstar Zach Innes. I'm not
0: calling him that.
6: Hollywood superstar Zach Innes.
0: And then then you can enroll, and you'll be the bad boy or the rude girl. Just go to iTunes or go to our website. Now, you can actually download MP3s from our website. Wow. Yeah, I've, I've been getting a couple of people asking me this lately, uh, since PAX. That we are, our, our show's always been available on our website. It's just above the, uh, image preview, and you can- that's the link to the mp3 download. So just right-click on that and you're good to go. That's the first time I've ever had to see that. There's a lot more stuff coming up on our YouTube channel soon. Could we be doing those Let's Plays? <gasps> Could my dear brother be playing them vid games?
6: Are you talking about Hollywood superstar Zack I'm
0: talking about my brother Zack <laughs> ...with no... ...with no prefixation... ...on his dear name.
6: Mmm, no. disagree.
0: May he rest in peace. What the <laughs> <Peaced>. fuck?
6: <laughs> rest in peace. Yo, because he peaced the fuck out.
0: Alright. We in here. Gaming Cult Podcast. Is this a clip show, Eric?
6: I don't know. I wish people would tweet at us or email and let us know. Tweet us at Gaming Cult Cast.
0: Gaming Podcast at gmail.com. The facey bee. Let us know. Is this a clip show? Eric? Maybe. Let's go to a clip. Uh, Jake NSA, Gaming Cult Podcast. I am with Hans from... 7-Bit Hero. Hans, 7-Bit Hero played last night at the second night of PAX Australia here in Melbourne, and it was incredible.
10: Oh man, thank you so much.
0: Now, comparisons. I, I have to draw comparisons right off the bat. This might sound a little bit base, but trust me, I'm completely genuine when I say that you guys reminded me of Radiohead.
10: That's all right. My, I've, my vocals get compared to um, Tom York or um, Chino from Deftones a lot.
0: Well, no, just, uh, that and the sound all together, you know, it's like I know that's such a huge band, so it's, just, it's such a base comparison. But like, really, you got you guys are, sonically, you're on that level. It's, it was intense.
10: Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I'm blushing. <laughs> just you can't see that, but just blushes.
0: Viewers confirmed he is <laughs> blushing. Um, So tell us a little bit about Seven Bit Hero because I I mean I was watching and you guys I um you had the two screens going with all the uh, visuals and everything and you know great sort of three D graphics and everything it's oh wow it's like game simulations and that's cool and like the like you would you would have this sort of recurring theme between each song it's like oh wow that's kind of cool recurring themes I don't see many bands do that nowadays and like it would be the the visuals would be repeating themselves as well and i thought okay okay Uh, but then at the end someone got on stage and you announced a winner and that's when my mind was blown that's when it was like it was like the end of sixth sense really
10: yeah Yeah, so all that really happens is um we've we let you play live video games that we've created and they're timed out beautifully to the music Um, And they somehow kind of tie together with the actual song a little bit and then at the end of the concert Someone would have had more scores than someone else and will win and then we'll kind of um, celebrate in your winning so it kind of is this um, This like you know, I've had this idea. We need to combine my two favorite things Which is music and video games and Mm. I just want to make sure that you come along to a concert and you get to play video games and we provide a soundtrack but then uh, it kind of all ties together.
0: The, the way it works is so false that it, it just blew my mind when the realization at the end sort of came that that's what was happening. Because I came in just after the start of like the second song yeah, yeah. Um, and I was looking at your, your synth guy and I thought, oh wow, he's got a very elaborate setup, a desktop PC and everything and is that, is that a router there? What's going on? But then I've realized, oh wait, he's hosting a server and he's also a member of the band. So, can you explain to us about that? Because it, it, works, it works through a way that m- most people might not think. its You have a completely unique setup, I mean, for, I don't know, entertainment in general. So, can, can we go in yeah, into a bit a more cool. detail about yeah.
10: that? Um, so, um, level detail on that is um, I travel with a networking guy and a live visual um, a VJ and then also a coder. So, um, those guys, um, they set up a wireless network and then um, that kind of broadcasts our server out to everyone, then you go on to the Android and iOS store and you download our live app and then when you're at a concert it becomes self-aware and it's like hey you're at a concert um, and then it connects itself in and it sits itself in a lobby. Um, then in real time we play these games that we've made really like it's kind of like a busted up Minecraft so if you, you know Minecraft you'll understand it but we've kind of made it more imperfect and we've kind of triangulated a lot of the look of it. Um, and then you kind of get injected into this game world. So, in the app itself, you actually create a little avatar of yourself, you give yourself a little name, and it has some cute little questions to just get you into the mood of um of of what we're trying to do because we do we're concentrating a lot on metaphor gaming, which is kind of like you can sit there and laugh, but if you go on a deeper level, you can sit there and cry a little bit and get some realization about I need to change my life, or you know, do little things like that. So we're definitely in this, in that area where you can come in and be very uh, happy. A- absolutely, I
0: was getting a hearty chuckle from all the subliminal messaging that you're having with. And, and your art style is really great for your visuals you as well. So uh, viewers, go go ahead and look up some YouTube footage of these guys live. I'm sure there'll be some coming up from uh, from Pax Australia fairly soon. Uh, it's it really is. It's it was a unique event, and the music is incredible as well.
10: Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's so much, we have so much fun on stage and um, like, like at the PAX it was incredible because the crowd was so into it and um, I think so much, like you can just feel this energy bouncing around and so, yeah, and we want to really make sure that um, we're trying to flip the concept of a concert where usually what happens is you turn up and you look at the stage and it's a celebration of musicianship and I want to turn it around and, and go, look, you don't know how incredible it is to us that you actually turned up like i don't even bother to go to my favorite bands sometimes because i'm just like oh i just want to be at home so it's so i get so floored by the fact that there are people that have come tonight to watch you perform stuff so we want to celebrate that you're actually here so we're going to be doing more things in the future that will give you so much more control over how we are perceived on stage and it will just get more and more ridiculous where you guys will be impacting our concert completely without destroying it too much but we'll create these little pockets of joy that you'll be able to and it,
0: and it, it was too, I, f- I felt that joy and it's, it's been a long time since I've been to a gig where there's been intensity but at the same time you like feel it in your heart you know, and I'm, 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 you know, I, I'm, I'm 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 a romantic person. I have to go there. I'm <laughs> sorry, uh, but no. You 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 guys were really really giving it your all, and we we definitely felt that it was amazing. Awesome. Uh, it's it's great to see someone, j- everyone just like going for it, and yeah, no. You, when you're just beating your chest every single beat, it was yeah, it was amazing. It was amazing. Awesome. Um, uh, Hans, yes. What is your earliest video game memory, whether it be at home? or at an arcade, friend's house, what is your earliest, earliest video game memory? Hans from 7-Bit Hero.
10: I actually, and and maybe um, some viewers or peeps can help me out, um, I used to go to this water park and I hate the water. So my parents would pay for me to go to this water park <laughs> and where did I spend my time? In the arcade. Like, my parents didn't have any money so I had no coins and I watched people play. So that was like Kung Fu Fighter. Um, some of those really old school classics. But there was one game that I can't find, and I remember watching it so religiously like just watching these people play it, and it was this top view shoot 'em up. Of this kind of ninja character that would, um, you'd move around and he would, but he would fire things forward. Mm. And I don't know what it's called, and I just know, I know patterns and layouts of what it is and all this other stuff, but it's around that.
0: It sounds like Akari Warriors by SNK. I mean, there wasn't really a ninja characters, yeah. but it sounds like that kind of game.
10: Oh my goodness, it could be. But
0: Maybe it's Akari Warriors?
10: Maybe it's Akari Warriors, but oh my goodness, yeah, and that's my earliest memory, and then it would have to be like, my brand sell it. like I had a, um, an MC-10, and my dad taught me how to code an MC-10, mm. and so we were the first family to kind of have that, and then I religiously went through Commodore 64, went straight to the Amiga, argued with all the PC people for ages, then made the flip to PC, and then kind of moved forward. Well, Amiga
0: had the good chipset. The, 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 the sound chipset on the, the Amiga is just incredible. You can't get that funk, you know.
10: You cannot, you cannot get the funk, and uh, like Agnes. I mean, who can forget Agnes? a chipset, it's beautiful.
0: Jazz Jackrabbit? <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so, what was your favourite console growing up?
10: Um. Uh, I played Alex Kid all the time, so you can kind of go to that and say the Master System, but built-in
0: the built-in one.
10: Yeah, the built-in one. But I think most of my memories come from the VIC-20. Like that was like. like that was it, not really a console. If we're going straight into consoles, probably the first um, PlayStation, I think me and my brother lined up, we had saved up like, you know, two weeks worth of salary (laughs) to try and buy that machine. And then we had Ridge Racer and Tekken, and we're just like, yeah, this is gonna be (laughs) awesome. We sat down, and then Wipeout came out, and I brought these like sub speakers, and I had them next to me, and I was just jamming to tracks doing that, which I'm sure my neighbors thought I was some kind of weird noob. But um, and the, yeah, so I'd have to say the PS1, like that really was the console that defined stuff for me. And then the GameCube, not the GameCube, the N64 was like a really close second, only because of GoldenEye. Like it was just like the best multiplayer experience at the time. Now Absolutely.
0: Grant Kirkhope uh, did the soundtrack for that. It was good. Speaking of which, good segue there, Hans from 7-Bit Hero. <laughs> What is one of your favorite video game soundtracks of all time? I say one of because no one can really choose a no, favorite, can no. they?
10: Ah, oh. and that's sad because like, you play a lot of modern games and they really cap, like they really capture what it is. But I will say this: um, I've had the privilege of meeting some incredible talent, and um, as I, I like, I wrote game um, game music for a very long time, and I worked with um, Id, EA, and Apogee back in the day. One of my friends, Geraintel, um is probably one of my favorite um, guys and he wrote the soundtrack for Golden Axe and he wrote the soundtrack for um, Outrun. So um, he did this Commodore 64 version and his version of Magical Shower is probably the one that made me fall in love with arpeggiating synthesizers and all that other stuff. So,
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Hans, should we go to a song?
10: Yes, we should. Which one?
0: Let's go to a 7-bit hero song, Hans.
10: Let's do SideQuest, because it's all about money and stuff.
0: I like it. Hans, thank you very much. Thank you, Jake. And where can we check you out?
10: Yes, check me out. Online. Online on 7 and our EP's on there. And if you go to 7 you can join up to our mailing list, and we can tell you all the things and stuff about when we play.
0: Great. Thanks very much, man. Thanks, man. <laughs> Seven Bit Hero, there, God, I, I didn't know about them before that show, and that it blew me away, man. Like I said, it, it was like the fucking Sixth Sense ending, seeing that for the first time. Now, if you don't, if you don't know what I'm talking about, get ready for this. You find out Bruce Willis was a ghost at the end of the Sixth Sense.
6: Oh wow! Uh, spoilers.
0: Yeah, and apparently, Aeris dies in Final Fantasy VII.
6: I've only played six. I haven't played seven yet.
0: And apparently at the end of The Lion King, the lion has a baby lion. The monkey holds it up to the sun.
6: No, that's the beginning.
0: Idiot. That's the end, too.
6: I haven't seen the end!
0: It's the circle of life, Eric! God!
6: It's the circle of movie. Thank you, Eric. I only get to the part where they sing about uh, the elephant boneyard or whatever.
0: hmm We made, uh, we made some good friends at, uh, Apex Australia. Did you? We did.
6: Even though Brian was dressed like a rat the whole time?
0: Well... You keep saying that, but... I don't know. Maybe someone's animating this right now. And he no longer has...
6: Just picture Brian dressed like rat a rat, is. hanging out at the booth with you and Hollywood superstar Zach Innes. I think and
0: I think Brian would prefer to be the cat, to be honest.
6: Mmm, doesn't matter, he's dressed like a rat.
0: So if you're animating this right now, viewers, hint hint, just give Brian cat ears. A-
6: no, give him, make him like Two Face, where half of him is a cat and half of him is a rat, and be, it's like a metaphor because he's so conflicted.
0: And he's running around, he's eating cheese, but he's also he's lactose intolerant because he's a cat, mm-hmm. so he's choking on that cheese.
6: Yeah, you know, you know how, uh, you know how the old wives' tale goes: cats hate milk.
0: And then just just cut to to Martin in Sweden. He's very disappointed because uh, because Brian is a rat cat hybrid, and that mm-hmm. makes for a funny animation. Eric, what do you think?
6: Uh, I think Martin would say something like this. Hey, Jake, do you like video games? Yes. So you can use that as a, as a Martin clip. This is the be,
0: be the best animation ever.
6: It's going to be really interesting.
0: Thank you, viewers. We did make some friends. <gasps> we did. Uh, Shouts out to the boys at Tech Syndicate. Shouts out to Kane. Shouts out to Spanx. Uh, they were there at PAX Australia. And um, yeah, we hung out a lot. We hung out in Sydney afterwards as well. Uh maybe look for a, a YouTube video coming soon maybe on that show? They are, uh. they are, they are a long running tech blog. They used to be called Raise The World. Uh that might be a familiar name to some of you viewers out there. Shouts out to Tech Syndicate. Are we, are we going to a clip right now?
6: Are we? I don't know I can kind of feel it. Do you feel it? Uh, <laughs> ah!
17: So, hi, uh, this is Kane from Tech Syndicate here at PAX Australia with... Gaming Cult Podcast. We're the Gaming Cult Podcast. I'm Jake
0: Innes.
1: I'm Zach Innes.
0: Together we are the Inneses. That sounds fucking lame, doesn't it? Yeah, that sounds like the fucking Veronicas
1: or something. It's horrible.
0: You guys heard of the Veronicas before?
1: Yes, actually I have. All oh,
0: right, well move on yeah, yeah,
17: yeah just moving right along past that so how you, how you guys been let's uh i'm not sure how we want to do this because you guys do a podcast i do a bunch of video stuff on the youtube I mean, yeah
0: well let's let's just let it flow man let your flow it. let yourself go slow and low. We're that is the run, tempo we're
17: just gonna run our batteries down rest right.
0: in peace uh mca all right yeah I'm just gonna from you the Beastly boys oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah
17: it's all good so how do you guys get into this? What did you guys uh, start up? What was your, what was your inspiration? Oh uh, Well, I
0: started uh, this podcast sort of late 2011 with a friend of mine, Martin Olin, from Sweden. He lives in the middle of a forest with wolves. That's no hyperbole there, he really does. And uh, we, we wanted to start a podcast talking about collecting and all that kind of thing, and obscure Japanese games, imports, all that kind of thing. And we did that, and it gradually evolved into a, uh, this weird thing, and we got a few uh, the Mega64 boys on, we got Garrett Hunter, Eric Badur, Brian Abishakra, and uh, you know they joined in pretty early on, and we just started talking about video games and music and all kinds of things, then we got Zach, my brother on.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, I came later, like a little bit later, but not hmm. too soon, later. I mean we're, 30, we're 32 episodes in now, 31? 31. 31. 31 episodes in, and I came around episode 11, and well, I brought something. To it, but it wasn't exactly, you know, what you'd say. Zach writes
0: fan fiction.
1: There we go. Does he write erotic fan fiction? My debut was erotic fan fiction. Since then, like, well, what was that fun- fan fiction called, Zach? Uh, this fan fiction was. Ha- are you familiar with Seinfeld? I am familiar with the show Seinfeld. Yes. Now you see, every episode of Seinfeld began with the, as a, as a placeholder. Now this was called the face. Now hon, are we allowed to be? You know, is this a family kind of show? No, we don't care. All right. Oh, As I but said, we don't fucking care. Zach wrote
0: a fanfic where George fucks Jerry, and it's called The Face. And wow. the gist
1: of it is George comes on Jerry's face, and shenanigans unfold.
0: We have the Game Cult podcast.
1: <laughs> I like these guys already.
0: Oh, we're going yeah. to have
17: to chit-chat back when I'm. Back when I'm in the States, we're going to have to get in and, and do some more of this, because yes. this is going to be awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it,
0: it's kind of evolved into this weird thing where we do these radio plays. You know, I come from a radio background and a sort of record label kind of background. <laughs> I worked for Warp Records for about uh, six years. Shouts out to everyone at Warp over in Kentish Town, if you're still in Kentish Town. Um, and uh, yeah, we started in uh, sort of featuring artists uh, every episode. Recently, we interviewed Lil B, and we've been featuring different artists from all kinds of genres, because we've always done like uh, album recommendations, That's always been a thing, uh, and yeah, we've, we get different sort of followers from the followers of those artists, and it's interesting, we, we kind of try and reach out worldwide, just for the, the fact that we record from all different corners of the globe, and I don't know, it's been a really strange thing, and now we're here at our first PAX, the first one that we're attending and the first one we're exhibiting at. That's pretty awesome.
17: Yeah. And It's here down in Australia. It's the first first packs in Australia. I'm, and you guys are here. I'm really excited. You
0: know, shouts out to everyone at Penny Arcade. Shouts out to everyone at Red Pop. Yarg, Jason, you're all doing it, man. You did it
1: so well. It's fantastic. Very cool. mm-hmm. do
17: you have any questions for me? i
0: uh,
17: doing all the question asks. Yeah. Oh, well, I thought
1: we were doing take turns. <laughs>
17: turn, no, absolutely. Let's no, let's it, do the whole thing. It's one big oh, okay, thing. Free flow. Let's go.
0: Came from Tech.
17: Yes, Tech Syndicate.
0: Came from Tech Syndicate. What is your earliest video game memory?
17: Earliest video game memory.
0: Whether it's a, uh, a console that you owned, or an arcade memory, or a computer memory, whether it's at your friend's house or your house, what's your earliest video game memory, Came?
17: I had an original Donkey Kong handheld.
1: Oh, the Game & Watch? Holy shit! That's
7: something!
17: Wow, dude. Yeah, I love that thing. The, du- the uh, double-screen one. Yeah, the double-screen one. Yeah. Uh, I remember playing that. I, I must have been like three or four. Mm. Why I remember that is beyond me, but I do. And then when I was uh, like four and a half, five, uh, my parents bought Nintendo Entertainment System, Mm -hmm. and we got a hold of like 14 games, including uh, we had we had the original Final Fantasy, we had Mario, Mario Duck Hunt, all that kind of jazz. Well,
0: then black box gems.
1: Yes. Hell yeah, man. Oh yeah, damn. That's a game and watch. I. I've always wanted to have my hands on those things, even though it's old tech and like it's totally, you know, not something that has... Zach's a young sweet boy. I've yeah. been, I've,
0: uh, I've, basically indoctrinated him into the realm of 8-bit within the last five years or so. Yeah.
1: yeah. Fantastic.
17: I love, I love those old games. They oh, really, they, they, they... This is what I've been saying about uh, probably for like the last two years, maybe three, maybe four, actually since, I since don't think it was Call of Duty came out. I'm mm. not a big fan of Call of Duty. I, I think mm. they're very lame and lame... Very lame games, and they're just pretty.
18: They're very pretty. And they, they do what do they
17: do. They the do. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they do. They do a. They do a service. They do their thing, but they just made them prettier and prettier. But otherwise, it's the same game. And it's like, okay, go. Oh, cool. cool. We got a dog this time around. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm not impressed. But <laughs> yeah, cool. you go back to these old eight bit games, and the only thing that they had was gameplay, because yeah. the graphics sucked. Plan. I mean, plan, Bottom line is the graphics. We're just—it's what they had at the time, and, and they just weren't.
0: Oh, absolutely! That was the creative palette. One of my favorite games of all time still is uh, Double Dragon Two for the NES. Absolutely, I love it. Great soundtrack too. Once you got to the fucking um, uh, the, one of the second last levels uh, where you're in the mansion or, or palace or whatever it is, and you got the the disappearing platforms, getting all that timing right—that was that was difficult. But I, I always used to play that with a friend of mine. Uh, when I was a kid, and the, there was a C mode, there was a B mode and a C mode. C mode enabled friendly fire, and my my friend who was a year older than me, so he could do whatever the fuck he wanted. He would torture me through friendly fire, and we'd never get the de- game done. He would just roundhouse keep me right off that, uh, right off the uh, building. I
17: was like, that sounds like the game when I was playing with my older brother. Made me cry. Yeah, he was just he'd go nuts to the point where his mom would just take the game away. No, you guys can't play this anymore. It's like, Z- <laughs> Zach used
0: to cry when I uh, when he wouldn't. He was, when he wasn't allowed to win at uh, Mario Kart 64.
1: Yep. And I'm not ashamed because I won every time.
0: That's only because we had to slow down for you.
1: Fine by me. I win. Winning. Ever seen Fast and Furious? A win's a win. Winning by any means.
0: Shouts to out, say Michelle, say. Mo- yep. uh, Sh- Michelle Rodriguez.
1: Nice one.
0: I'm actually... Uh, shouts out anyway.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, how long have you been with Tech Syndicate? How long has this whole um, thing been going for? Logan and I
17: started this, um, well, he started it back in 2008, like late 2008, um, and then I picked up very shortly thereafter, and we were originally called Raise the World. And we ran under that flag up until, uh, I want to say, two, just, just over or just under two years ago. And then we switched it to Texan to get just for strictly branding. And we were sick and tired of explaining to people that it's Raze, R-A-Z-E, like we're tearing the world apart. Yeah, I mean, our logo is a giant Earth on fire. So, wow, it's you know, we're we're not ashamed to admit that. That's either. heavy. If
0: you've seen our, uh, if you've seen our T-shirts here, we've got the GCP six 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 shirt. Oh, well, exactly. I've got it right here. Uh, our lovely boy. is demoing it right now. Yeah, of course. That's why we got. It's got all the little gaming controllers in there. We, we do have a Dreamcast. We do have the NES. Uh, no, uh, no Wonder Swans, no Philips CDI, no 3DO. Unfortunately, uh, that's going to be the next revision. Uh, Philips, we've got we got you covered. Tech Syndicate, where do we find the Tech Syndicate. Hello, Tech Syndicate.
17: TechSyndicate.com. On YouTube, we are Raise the World, R-A-Z-E the World with a zero. Hence why I said we changed the name. But if you just Google Tech Syndicate on, on YouTube, or just Google it, look at it all, all the
0: Tech Syndicate fans right now. are just fucking good. I can't believe they're asking us about fucking Tech Syndicate. we're watching right now. Ugh. We love you guys.
17: Yeah, we love you guys. You guys are awesome. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. Appreciate Thank it. you very much, Kane. Thank you. Thank
0: you. Thank you.
6: It was a great
0: night. Excellent. Erica, I'm feeling I'm feeling good about episode thirty-two.
6: Me too. You would think that running a skeleton crew such as you and myself, uh, without everyone else, would be like, ooh, we might this might be difficult. But I think we're finding new and interesting ways to introduce clips in this clip show or non-clip
0: show. I don't, I don't know if it's a clip show, Eric.
6: I don't even- I wish people would email and tweet us and let us know if it was a
0: goddamn clip show. Please live tweet episode 32 of the Cop podcast.
6: Now that you're like an hour and 15 minutes in, will you live tweet this?
0: Let us know, viewers. We love you so much.
6: <laughs> live tweet from whatever minute this is, can you just tweet out? I'm live tweeting from here until the end, and then just live tweet from here to the end.
0: Please. Eric? Yeah what's what's another word? What's another like how do you say clip in Spanish?
6: Uh I was going to make a dad joke and say el clipo, but I'm trying to be better than that. Like I, I understand that like the dad joke is easy, yeah. but I'm really trying to like be above it. You
0: going to are you going to really like some of our South American viewers going to have a bad time if you say that.
6: Well, unless they're in Brazil because that's Portuguese, dude.
0: I know. I know. How do you
6: say it in Portuguese? Um Klipsch. Wow, I think that was maybe like a race. Like, was that racist? I don't know if it's racist, mm. but it's definitely ignorant. I'll go and fr- I don't stand for ignorance.
0: No, Eric, I've got Portuguese friends in Portugal, so it's not racist. Oh, do
6: you? Oh, you have Portuguese friends in Portugal? Yeah, in actual Portugal. No,
0: so it's not racist because I've got friends from that origin, so it's automatically not racist. Oh, so is like, that is that right? Like, if you if you if you if you apparently have a black friend. And uh-huh. you, might, you might say the N-word once, once or twice because you're a fucking idiot. That's right. not racist because you might have a black friend once. Oh, yeah? Yeah.
6: You might have a black friend once?
0: Yeah, so it's not racist. Hey, Jake? Yeah?
6: Are you ready to go to a recotar, tar which I believe is Spanish for to clip? To clip what? To clip out this next clip, because get to snipping and cutting, because we got a clip coming your way!
0: Viewer, what's your name? Josh. Josh. Hello, Josh. Hello. Zach. Hello, Zach. Pon? Never mind. Josh, uh, you are at PAX Australia. Are you enjoying yourself? I am enjoying myself a lot. Josh. Hello. Hello. Josh, what is your earliest video game memory? Ooh.
15: Well, I actually came into games pretty late because um, you know I'm a young kid born in '96.
0: You are a young sweet boy. Continue. Sweet
15: boy. Actually, that's what I got on my year 12 jacket. Uh, sweet boy. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that's a good coincidence. But um, yeah, the first Very game nice. system, the first game system I owned was a PS2, and the first video game I owned was Kingdom Hearts. But um, before that, we had a laptop with Windows 95 on it, and I remember getting my mom to uh, uh, set up DOS games like uh, what was it Hugo, whatever it's called. Hugo. Hugo or something. He was like lost in some. Forest in Africa, like some jungle.
0: Zach, yo, do you remember? Do you remember a DOS game called Hugo? What, what called what? Hugo.
15: No, but thank you, Zach. Okay, I, I swear I'm not lying. It's <laughs> Well,
0: so well, where did you sort of start off with uh, consoles then? Like, um...
15: well, yeah, PS Two was my first console, and right. I remember I got Kingdom Hearts and my PS Two for Christmas okay, one wait. year, and uh, I played it all day. And my parents told me to get off, and I told them to shut up, and I started crying.
0: Dude, you're like, you're like younger than Cody. I am younger than Cody. You know what that means. I have to say it. Zach, he's younger than Cody, he has to say it. Bud, He has to say it.
15: Oh, you have to say it. You have to say the thing. Is it, is it, wow
6: where, baby wanna fuck?
0: Thank you, Josh.
15: No
6: worries. That viewer sounded handsome.
0: Mmm, I
6: think so. Ooh, good job. We, I would say, the Gaming Cold Podcast has some of the most handsome viewers. Handsome boys, handsome girls. I agree. By
0: by and large, by -hmm. consensus, Mm -hmm. most handsome viewership?
6: I I would say, why don't you tweet us and let us know if this is a clip show and if this is the most handsome viewership.
0: Only one way to find out. You gotta let us know. We gotta get the census in viewers. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I tried the Oculus Rift. Australia. Oh, what
6: did you what did you think of
0: that? Um, well, could we have a, find out? <laughs> <laughs> Jake and I said gaming called podcast. Joining me is Sean from Luna Flight. How you doing, Sean?
19: I'm good, thanks, Jake.
0: Sean, what have you made and are showing ad packs here today and on what?
19: Uh, I've bought a, a game called Luna Flight. Um, uh, it's a, a uh, Unity developed game. Um, I'm showing it off using the Oculus Rift.
0: I just tried it out. It works. I mean, it, it just gives that absolute uh, depth perception. And I don't know. You remember when all those sort of VR uh, headsets and things were coming out in like the mid-90s and virtual reality was a huge thing. And I still remember like Sega World in Sydney had their kind of like... The headset thing that you'd wear, and you—I
19: no, never actually tried those. I saw them at the time, but yeah,
0: you could turn your head like left to right, and that was about it. But this, the Oculus Rift, actually works. And what you've made here is a a lunar lander simulator, correct?
19: Yeah, essentially that's what it is. Yep.
0: It's it's so detailed, though. I mean, what 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 was your kind of? How did you research this? Are you are you are you a mathematics kind of guy or a physics? Really.
19: My maths is uh is quite poor really. I, I I know enough to get by, and if I have issues, uh, or uh, you know, I kind of know what the issues are, or what, what the problem is, or what kind of maths is involved. But um, I can't. So if I can't solve something, I've got a lot of smart friends that know <laughs> how to solve those things. So um, but yeah, in terms of research, uh, yeah, you know, whenever I did want to find out about a particular thing, um, yeah, I just looked up the information online, a lot of Wikipedia stuff and yeah.
0: Fantastic. And how long did it sort of take you from conception to this build that you have right here at PAX Australia uh, 2013?
19: I started on it in 2010. Uh, I worked for a lot of the studios in Brisbane. Uh, I've been working in the Australian games industry for about 13 years and I started out at Ratbag Games in Adelaide. I was there for about five years. I went to uh, Pandemic Studios.
0: What was the first game you ever worked on, Sean?
19: The first game I ever worked on never shipped, so, and you've never, you would never have heard of it. <laughs>
0: the first shipped game you ever worked on, Sean?
19: The first shipped game that I worked on was The Dukes of Hazard.
0: Fantastic, for the PS... Yeah. Oh, was that the, the original three, Xbox?
19: The PS2 game. Okay. Yeah. Actually, I think it was on Xbox, I can't recall now.
0: I remember seeing. I might remember seeing that on the original <laughs> Xbox. Uh, well, no, it's fantastic, and a job well done, because that was, that was quite an experience.
19: Thanks, man. I'm glad you enjoyed it.
0: Uh, Sean, this is the game called Podcast, and, uh, and a question that we ask to uh, all of our guests: What is your earliest video game memory? Now, whether that be uh, an arcade or a console, PC, mainframe, maybe I don't know how old you are or how young you might be. You're a very handsome-looking man. Um, your place, the friend's place. What is your earliest video game memory, Sean?
19: Uh, my earliest memory was when I was about four years old. My dad had bought a. Um, I'm 37, by the way, so give you some some perspective on how long ago that was. Um, My dad had bought uh, an Atari 2600, and I remember being a kid at uh, Big W's and uh, being really small and looking into the cage of the the shopping trolley and seeing the box in there, and, like, my eyes lit up, and, like, wow, what's that, you know? And uh, so it would have been Space Invaders for me.
0: Fantastic. It's just, yeah, that completely just synaptic kind of memory just from that, like, yeah, yeah.
19: So I've been I've been playing games pretty much for 33 years, pretty much all my life. I've been a, a heavy gamer. My dad was a, a guy that was kind of into it as well. So he bought a lot of stuff home, and um, uh, he's a technician as well. So he bought a lot of computers home. I had pretty much every every system that Commodore ever brought out, and uh, yeah. So I've I've been into gaming for a long time
0: yeah yeah fantastic fantastic for me it was an ascii version of uh, pac-man on a uh, on a green and black canon pc it was the only model they ever put out uh the sound design on this game is very good it actually uh, got nominated and even won an award didn't it
19: it did yeah free play uh, the free play independent uh, games festival in melbourne last year um got best audio yeah yeah
0: fantastic sean do you have a favorite video game soundtrack
19: uh favorite, sa- favorite soundtrack um probably Red Dead Redemption wow really yeah
0: that's subtle as well
19: yeah yeah uh, I'm uh, Red Dead Redemption's in my top three games of, or games that I I think are uh, my favorite games
0: <laughs> yeah you're a hunting kind of guy or you kind of live personal the train tracks kind of guy
19: um I, I do a lot of hunting I love the uh, the uh the undead expansion they brought out as well I thought that was really really awesome too
0: fantastic fantastic uh Sean, anything else you want to add to the people of GameCop Podcast, to our viewers?
19: Um, You should definitely go onto Steam right now and buy Lunaflight because it's on sale and it'll cost you all of $3. Three
0: whole dollars, viewers.
19: And if you have an Oculus Rift uh, dev kit, you can uh, opt into the beta just by uh, opting into a beta like you do with any game on Steam and you can uh, access the Oculus uh, integration build right now.
0: And it works! It actually works, guys and girls. The Oculus Rift actually works. It's fantastic. Sean, thank you very much.
19: Thank you, Jake. The Oculus
0: Rift is great. It works. Uh,
6: that, that's, what I've, uh, that's what I've heard. It, it, they had it at RTX and I really I want to try it, but the line was like crazy.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah. It works. It just works, Eric. That's yeah. like... Oh, I, I was wondering, is it going to work? Is it going to be like all the VR experiments of the mid-90s? Mm-hmm. It fucking works, dude. I
6: just... I want to have porn for it. I th- you know what? What?
0: I can't dating sim for it, dude.
6: I heard. I heard, I heard, I heard. Mega64 just made a video about uh porn on the Oculus Rift. But I heard about this uh this dating sim on it. Because did I you, think I heard about did, it from Cody. Of course
0: you fucking did.
6: Because that that's like Cody's dream. Cody is never going to leave his room. He's just going to like live in this world where, like, he can date a, a weird anime maid, or whatever. He is.
0: He is, he is a very handsome boy. He's huh. gonna, and he's gonna date that anime. Wow. He's gonna, hey, if Obama gets a third term, anime will be real life, so Cody's all set.
6: Hey, I'm gonna be real candid right now, are you ready? Maybe. I've. Is this a got... clip show? Yeah, hey, cl- then you might wanna clip this out. I've never busted it out to anime. But, if there's an Oculus Rift where the anime looks real, what other choice do you have?
0: That's true. You have no choice. You, you, have, no, you have no have a... say in the matter.
6: Nuh-uh. It's like somebody puts a gun to your stomach and goes, Hey, motherfucker, you either jerk it to this or you die slow.
0: I'm gonna make you die a septic death <laughs> if you don't fuck this anime.
6: So, it's tough. I mean, I've never, I've never done that before, but... Uh, if I had an Oculus Rift, first time for everything? Maybe. And you know me, buddy. I don't talk about my, my jerk habits that often.
0: But I did play that Lunalander.
6: You did, and it it's very good. It is.
0: It's fantastic. It's it's really, really good. To... Shouts out to Sean.
6: Shouts out
0: to Sean! I
16: hope, it, I hope his
6: name is Sean. Um, me too. If not, then shouts wait. out to Sean Sh- from Mega64. Shouts out to
0: Sean Chatfield. Shouts out to Sean Edwards. It's doing, hey, that, hey. it's doing that lunar flight. Shout out Shopsoft. Shrubsoft. Soft. Show Video games. Hey, we we've started influencing the internet. Have we? We have. I In what way? I hear so many people adopting our mannerisms. <gasps> even if it's just to do a segue. They wanna talk about them video games.
3: Uh-huh.
0: What do you say? Will you want to be a nice boy? And you, you do, you do, you do have a hobby, and you. Yeah.
6: It is video games. I've played it once or twice, and I've done it once or twice. What, like with a girl? No, with a video game.
0: Oh, you
6: should tell Cody about that. Yeah, he only likes anime.
0: He um, Cody has a new Twitch channel now. Because <laughs> he was streaming that fucking. <laughs> That fucking dating sim that's based off the fast and the furious. Jesus Christ. And he got pulled down. So rest rest in peace, ICS. You have like the Phoenix rises from its ashes. <laughs> you have been reborn in you. So yes, it was very unfortunate. If you managed to if you were one of the 50 people that were watching that stream, congrats. <laughs> Cause you saw fucking Twitch history there.
6: Wow. Twitch TV.
0: Clip show.
6: Or is it?
0: Maybe. Here's a heartwarming story. Hello, what's your name?
16: Hi, uh, my name's Morgan.
0: Morgan, are you a viewer? Do you like that GCP? Tell us a story.
16: Sorry? Uh, Could you... I I missed that. I'm sorry,
0: I'll do take two, and take two, go. Morgan, please tell us a story.
16: Okay, so um, I I didn't know what the Gaming Cult Cult podcast was, and I've never actually listened to an episode, so I apologise for that. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. But there was, uh, I was playing um, Halo 4 a, a while back, a few, well, yeah, a few months ago now. And uh, my, my friends had logged out, but I was still playing. And so I was just playing random games when all of a sudden uh, I got an invite to a party. And I had no idea who was in this party. Uh-huh. Turns out it was the Gaming Cult podcast. And so I was treated to um, questions about my ethnicity and uh, demands for me to do a variety of accents all the while, uh, I was being shot at in game, and I can't—I can't tell you who, but one of the people from the podcast was making a high-pitched screaming noise for about twenty minutes solid.
0: Oh, dude, Cody he was playing that new Smash Mouth single.
16: Oh, quite possibly, yes. I—I—I I, I think I remember hearing something about all the different phenomenal tracks that you could find on that album. To sound like this. It sounded exactly like that. I didn't realize you had it here. I thought it was just a whole range of. Um, uh, CDs and t-shirts for the podcast I I've got the album here I
0: do keep the master tapes with me you know <laughs> I do I do follow Smash Mouth on Twitter that's a lie I don't follow Smash Mouth on Twitter Morgan a, uh, a question that we asked to a lot of gaming cult uh, people that we have on what is your earliest video game memory
16: my earliest video game memory is actually um, it's one of two One, uh, stealing Leser Chute Larry and trying to get into it and not being able to answer any of the questions. And so never getting past that first section. And the other one-
0: You needed the manual. That's early DRM, man.
16: You did, you did. And my father memorized and then burnt the manual. (laughs) That's (laughs) brilliant. And uh, and the other thing was playing a Commodore 64 and playing peanut butter munches, which was just a phenomenal game involving peanut butter sandwiches and grabbing stars in order to make them. Because stars equals peanut butter.
0: Makes sense to me. Morgan, thank you very much.
16: Thank you, thank you so much.
0: Uh, thank you, Morgan. Morgan Morgan is now a new fan.
6: Oh, good. You can, because you, before, he was just a confused man, and now he's a fan.
0: And you can see a picture of us giving him a hug on uh, the face of you.
6: You and Hollywood superstar Zach Innes both hugged Morgan?
0: Maybe. You know wow. Maybe. maybe. Maybe everyone was doing Hover Hands that day. Wow. Everyone was like doing mad hover hands. It was good. It was a good time.
6: Well, I don't actually want to touch a girl. That's weird. That yeah. I'll get sick like you.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, you, you touch a girl, you touch a butt. What of it? Not a girl's butt, but you touch a butt. It might be your own butt.
6: Nope, mine feels weird.
0: We had a Not we had we had a fully grown tiger at a booth. I saw. We had a lot of dinosaurs and dogs. Dude. It, it was the gaming cult animal park, and it was there. And you, hey. You, you Paxos goers, you liked it. Paxos, I don't think anyone Paxos? Paxos? Paxos. Paxos. Paxos, 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 Paxos. They're, they're like Naxos, the um, the uh, classical music uh, distributor.
6: Yeah, they're just like they're just like that. Yeah. Good reference, Jake. Thank you. That in the industry is what we call a ten percenter.
0: I am a cool guy. Uh, Yes, yes. Uh, it, it, we had the game called Animal Park. Everyone wants to see the tiger again. His name's Gerald. You might see him again. Who even know? Who even know? Thank you, Morgan. <laughs> yeah, that made my day. God damn, that made my day.
6: That's so funny.
0: Uh, Cody, all that, all, all all our hours in Halo were, f- were not for nothing, my boy. We did it.
6: <laughs> you got Sh- one.
0: Shouts out to our regular Halo crew from last year and early this year as well. Uh, and Ethan. Fucking Pike Money. I'm gonna. Yeah, Rob. I'm gonna leave a million people out. Brooks. Maybe we'll do that Halo Night again. We'll find some. We'll sing that Smash Mouth once more and induct some
6: more members into the cult. Dude, you might as well be walking on the sun. It ain't no joke. Might as well be walking on the sun.
0: Eric,
6: Eric I'm gonna get.
0: I'm gonna get an email from there. Loris. Eric.
6: Eric! 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 <laughs> my we won done you're all welcome Thank you Eric
0: I think this is working out well
6: so far so good
0: you know what I uh, I got to interview I'll just say it one of my favorite bands and that band is this band take it away no no we're not gonna take it away Eric you do it this time
6: okay here is an interview with one of Jake's favorite bands. He didn't tell me which band it was. So here's an interview with Aerosmith on, here on the Gaming Cult Podcast. It's the,
0: it's the mini Bosses.
6: Mm, a potato potato. Gaming Cult Podcast,
0: I'm here with Matt and Cameron from the mini Bosses. How are you guys doing?
12: We're doing great.
0: Guys, I saw your set last night. I've been wanting to see you live for a very long time, a very, very long time, and... You did not disappoint. It was an amazing set.
14: Well, thank you. Thank you. We, we've been waiting to see you for a very long time as well. Oh, stop. <laughs> also not disappointed. Yes, not disappointed.
0: Thank oh. you, my boys. Yeah, Sweet we, boys.
14: We had a great time. The, 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 the crowd was wonderful. Um, the whole show was absolutely a blast. Uh, I was really impressed with uh, 7-Bit Hero and their whole interactive uh, concept for the show. Absolutely. I think that's going to be huge very, very soon. Really excited to see what they do with it.
0: So, boys, was it last year that you put out Brass 2?
14: I think it was the tail end of 2011, wasn't it? Yeah, 2011. Two, we were supposed to have it in 2011. We had the CDs out in 2011, and the vinyl came out in 2012. Yeah, it got kind of hairy because it all got recorded
12: in the fall of... Two, our fall of 2011, but then all kinds of savages with the actual pressing of it and yeah. the printing and just... Plus as things go, everything
14: always gets pushed back. So I
12: don't think it was really official until, yeah, last year, 2012. And
14: we're not very organized as a band or uh, as a country. So things just kind of happen and, yeah, yeah. It ha- yeah, let's say, yeah, it came out last year. We actually, we got lucky
12: given that I've heard, especially recently, just with U.S. pressing plants, it's been ridiculous just to get an even listenable test press. I've There are some labels I know that have just had the worst time. Like, it's been years to get out an album so you're kidding no absolutely and it's like it's something simple too it's like a single that they just can't get right and they've gone through different Unless companies. Unless you can get them and pressed in East
0: Germany. Oh no, I'll, I'll hook you guys up with some good pressing plants I know some good US-based pressing plants okay. so I'll hook you awesome. up yeah awesome. uh, so did you uh, record a bit of a technical question I suppose did you record uh, brass 2 to tape again this time
14: yeah what we did was we recorded a two-inch tape and then we bounced it down into Pro Tools but it was uh, all straight up on tape um we used very little effects except for some of the excite bike stuff where we would learn a little bit crazy, but yeah, we try to keep it as analog as possible, just kind of having that little disconnect between the digital eight bit world and keeping it analog we really liked it that is
0: particularly what I've always loved, man. The drum sound on the first brass LP it just reminds me of something that you I'd hear in a Steve Albini recording you know
14: that it, the the sounds for that were We recorded in a very, very small cement cinder block room with no air conditioning in summer over the course of about, I don't know, I want to say like probably six months it took us to do like, we were just going for a few hours, so really compact room. Then on Brass 2, we were in a giant barn recording. So it's a really, it's a very different sound, but yeah, it's just a lot of slap and noise, it's great.
0: Was it kitted out or was it actually just a bum?
12: Oh, no. I mean, it's been converted. It was, yeah, it was essentially like an old garage that um, when Tim bought his new house, bought that specifically for the purpose of, like, here's a a separate building outside of this house, so I'm going to just reconstruct everything inside and make it into a big beautiful studio yeah, so it yeah, wasn't yeah. just like a barn full of horses or anything no it's a, it's a legitimate studio that he just took a building that was originally purpose for a garage or barn or what have you and made it into that but there were deer
14: outside so that, that, very that rural
12: had, yes yeah ambience yeah oh absolutely oh, yeah. fantastic made all the difference you can really hear the deer in the recording
0: <laughs> it's very important in a video game inspired soundtrack
12: absolutely album the most
0: important <laughs> um One more technical question, why not? Uh, Your set last night was fantastic. Uh, I noticed from uh, I was looking back through some old live pictures from a while back. I noticed that you guys used to sort of double up on the same guitar. I don't know if it was a Jazzmaster, or uh, I could be I could be slightly out with that. But you used to double up and have sort of the same guitar uh, model for each of the guitarists. And I noticed you were using two different guitars this time around. Is that was that just a one-off kind of thing, or?
12: I don't even know of time that ever happened with two guitar players using the same thing. Actually,
14: we, I would say about six or seven years ago, when we had another guitar player named John Lipford, um, he was playing a Strat for a little while, but then he went to the Jazzmaster, right?
12: Yeah, he had the yeah. Jazzmaster. But Aaron, I don't think ever did. Aaron used to play a Strat, but I don't think I don't think John ever actually played a Strat. It used to be it used to be at least two Fenders, yeah. like that used to be the common thing. But we just moved away, different guitars come around, and now it was a matter of. I guess Gibson style last night, yeah. actually we kind of gravitated towards that. No rhyme or reason for it, it's just a matter of kind of taste changing or hey, here's this new guitar
14: that feels really nice, I'm going to try playing this. This one sticks around for a while. So. Or, or whichever guitar can be beaten up well. Our, our One of our other guitarists, uh, Robin Vining, who's on tour with Jimmy Eat World right now, oh, wow. he, he plays a Volkswagen guitar that you could get when you would buy a Jetta back in the early part of the, the century.
12: Yeah, it's like the and
14: cheapest bottom-of-the-barrel harmony
12: brand guitar but yeah. it's it's awesome and Sounds it works great. out really well
3: yeah
0: so. no, my my, uh, my guitar is this um this sort of it came out in the late 50s and it's a japanese sort of imitation kind of um semi-acoustic kind of bc rich kind of thing i guess really well, not bc bc rich is probably the wrong one but yeah mid 50s kind of japanese um uh imitation and it's completely hollow-bodied i get it's not a good guitar like it was the kind of guitar you'd buy at a supermarket for like twenty dollars or something back in the fifties or probably even less but i get a really unique sound out of it with with some of the projects that i have yeah and it feeds back like a motherfucker
12: i'm sure i'm sure yeah
0: shakes the room um boys what is your earliest video game memory this is the gaming cult podcast it's a question that we ask to everyone your earliest video game memory whether it's arcade computer, home, console, at a friend's place? My
12: earliest one was playing, I think I was like four, maybe? And I just remember being in a mall with my mom, maybe my grandmother, and she, I just rem- I distinctly remember her taking me to the arcade and I played Space Harrier. And it blew my mind, and a couple months ago um, we played at, there was an arcade and pinball convention in Phoenix uh, called Zapcon, and they had Space Harrier there, and it just gave me that wave of nostalgia, I just lost my mind and had to
14: play it again.
0: Fantastic. Shouts out to you, Suzuki.
14: I, When my stepfather first brought home a computer, he got a Timex 1000, which we're headed on a tape drive, and you had to hook it up to a black and white TV. But he brought me a game on tape that was basically a text-based... God, I can't remember the name of it, but you were walking through Egyptian tombs, and on the screen you just see a door, a door, and a door. And you always had three doors to choose from, and every once in a while you walk in there'd be a money mummy, and you'd have to fight it, and that was it. And that's my earliest video game memory. My favorite though as a kid was Load Runner on Commodore 64. Love that game. It's fucking great.
0: Excellent, and boys, finally, the most important question, arguably, uh, one of your favorite video game soundtracks of all time.
14: Symphony of the Night. Wow.
0: Yeah. going heavy. That's a
12: good one. I, still, I still think Ninja Gaiden's up there so far for me. I don't know. Like that—that that was pretty unsolvable.
0: Your bass player has just joined us.
12: Yeah, yes. Hi, My Ben. Your favorite video game
18: soundtrack.
0: Your favorite video game soundtrack. Wait,
18: do I have to name just one? What? One of? Oh, okay. Go three. Oh, three. Wow. Okay. Super highlight on the Genesis. Wow. Dude. Um. Man, ready. Michael Jackson's Moonwalker <laughs> on the Genesis. <laughs> Um, Fantastic. I'm trying to think wow. of the three that I listen to the most right now. Echo the Dolphin. No, no. Um, that opening,
0: that opening level was very relaxing, though.
18: It's very mellow. Man. Uh, Eight-bit era. Can Maniac I name? I'm gonna name. Uh, this is not fair to make me choose these kinds of things. <laughs> One of the songs that we played. No. Well, Maniac <laughs> Mansion NES.
0: On the NES. Fantastic. I remember where you could sort of uh, when you're playing Day of the Tentacle, you could go into a little secret room and you could play the full thing. That was that was a lot of fun. Uh, boys, uh, oh well, actually, our, our dear latest player of the uh, mini bosses has just joined us. What's your name? Uh, my name is Ben Baraldi. Hi. Hi, Ben. Ben, what is your earliest video game memory?
18: My earliest video game memory is waking up on a morning and my dad had bought me the Atari 5200, and I was terrible at it. And we played Star Raiders all day.
0: Did the controller break?
18: Uh, the controller on my Atari fifteen hundred never broke. Oh, wait, wait. That's not a complete truth. We bought uh, second-hand controllers, ev- not second-hand, like third-party controllers yeah. eventually, uh, and the sticks on those broke off. They were like Wiko controllers or something like that. But they still worked. You just had to hold the little nub of the joystick at the bottom and control it that way.
0: He's making a sexual motion. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, boys. Thank you very much.
3: <laughs> it on a sexual note. I like
0: it. Well, that was um, that was a fun time for me. The mini bosses set was incredible, uh, and they 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 do their stuff well. That was that was that was a bucket list kind of uh, to tick off. That was they're on my bucket list of bands to see live, and I got to see them, so I was very happy. Oh, awesome! Yeah,
6: I did not know that. That's really cool. Well, Eric, yes, you have a friend. Do I? Yes. Are we talking about Brian, the rat king of PAX Australia?
0: No, but he he's, oh. he was 100% confirmed at PAX. Uh-huh. He's still there. He's still well, I there. haven't seen him, so... Brian, my friend, I hope you're okay. I hope you're checking your Twitter. Please at, come home. At Dubaian. Please tweet my friend. Ask him to get down from those rafters. Ask him to take those rat and cat ears off, because he's got two pairs on.
6: Take them both off. I'm afraid
0: to hope you're safe.
6: Please be okay. And if you're not, then aw, rats.
0: Rats off to you. No, I'm not making that joke.
6: That who joke was so good, the cops got called. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Eric!
6: <laughs> yeah?
0: You have a friend. Who is it? I have a friend. Do we? Garrett has a friend.
6: I, I don't know who we're talking about at this point.
0: His name is Harris. Oh! That's right. Yes, sir. A uh, boy Harris from Sanchi. Take it yep. away. Here's a good. Sh- hey, you like shirts? Yep. You might like this clip. This is not a clip shirt. We have Harris here from Sanji. Harris, how you doing, buddy?
13: I'm all right. A little tired, but all right.
0: Excellent. Excellent. It. it what is. What time is it now? It is. It is 6:25. Pax Australia has ended for the day. Zach, good day. Great day. Good weekend.
1: Okay, weekend. Fuck you, it was great.
0: <laughs> that was, It was incredible. That was our first booth and our first thing, and I'm so stoked. Harris, what is Sanchi? What are you guys about?
13: Oh, uh, we're about uh, t-shirts for people that like video games, I guess. That's so vague. That's the worst explanation I've ever given of anything.
0: But they are beautiful. They are beautiful t-shirts. They're really
13: great shirts. I won't argue that. Um, I guess the real thing is we try and make shirts that people would actually really want from the game, not like just a posted picture of. Here's the guy from Assassin's Creed. I bet you like Assassin's Creed. I
0: bet you like cake jokes.
13: Oh, I bet they're the greatest thing ever. Like the funniest joke ever is definitely the cake being a falsehood of some type. <sighs> yeah, I'm
1: sorry. Harris. Yeah.
0: No, I agree. I agree. <laughs> My sweet
1: boy. <laughs> I heard that one. <laughs> I heard it once. Like they said it on like a TV show or something, and it was from like I don't know a game. Was it?
13: Yeah, video games are big these days. Yeah. Hey, it's TV. You know what's really funny? The Big Bang Theory,
1: hey, man, that is yeah. such a great show. It's like, hey. Did you guys see yeah. that one time where, like, hey, hey,
0: Sheldon? Y-
13: yes,
1: Leonard.
0: What's your favorite type of cake?
1: Ha- it, that would
13: be that would be funny, Leonard. The fact is, the cake is a lie. <laughs> yeah, basically. Comedy. Yeah, it's it's gold. It's written for our gen- generation. I bet if you just say Super Mario in between a dialogue, you'll get a laugh track. One of my favorite things. Take away the laugh track, they have nothing. It's actually. Have you seen the show without the laugh track? Oh yeah. Better show, way better show. Documentary <laughs> <laughs> Garfield <laughs> minus Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's <laughs> socially <laughs> <have> inept. <laughs> <laughs> just, it's a. Oh,
1: it's a God. show about social anxiety and. Yeah, it <laughs> it really is. <laughs> 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 hey everyone, and then just gone.
13: And then laughter.
0: Absolutely, Harris. Yeah. What is your earliest video game memory?
13: My earliest, video, my earliest video game memory, um, when I was a kid, I remember playing Pokemon, but that's what I remember vividly. <laughs> Uh, I got suspended for this, so it was a good it was a good choice. We would always play Pokemon. Like when you were a kid, you'd pretend you were whatever the fuck, like you would play Power Ranger or whatever. Absolutely. And we played Pokemon. My friend was an interesting kid, and he always chose Chansey, and I chose Primate. So at one point, they had to pull me off my friend because I was kneeling on his shoulders, punching him in the face over and over and over, yelling Primate, and they said that's bad, and I had to go home for the day. Yeah, it was a lesson.
0: That's the best fucking answer I've had all weekend. <laughs> I, 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 Harris, have a T-shirt. Oh wait, you've already got one.
13: I got one. I'm wearing. I have two, and I'm wearing this one right now. Rocking the
0: gaming cult, man.
13: Of course, over my own shirts, no less. At a booth where I sell shirts, I'm wearing this instead.
0: <laughs> Shouts out to everyone at San uh, What has been your favorite thing of PAX?
13: Honestly, meeting you guys has been really great. I know that sounds super pandering, but like, since all I've done is hey, we've had a
0: lot of fun together this it weekend. Has been
13: pretty great. But all I've done is be at a booth and meet you guys. Yeah. So it's either be at the booth or meet you guys, <laughs> and like. That's a good bar to be at. Uh, I, honestly, I saw a lot of people I know from RTX and stuff, and they've been great, and always good people, so.
0: Absolutely. Shouts out to everyone at Rooster uh, Do you like video games?
13: I do like video games. Zach, do you like video games? Love video games.
0: I think I've asked, been asking
13: it's this. this. One-up me, Zach. Yeah, well, That's how real. about you say something better than love? What's I, better than love? I, uh, oh, fuck. Because love is all I got. Like, um, Undying Passion? Fuck. Yeah. it has got you there. Dead Journal up in here.
1: Unadulterated ecstasy.
13: Oh, uh, you win. I can't look at video <laughs> games. Dead can't journal. video games. So, you win, you win.
0: One day, if Obama makes it right, I will fucking an anime.
13: There we go. There we go. That's the goal. So, third term. Let's get it. Four more years. Four, Four more years. years. Kill, Kill the fucking anime. Kill. What a fucking <laughs> anime. <laughs> Spill. Is that...
0: No, 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 we no, no. No? Animal. Animal.
13: No? Oh, wait, no, that's animal. G- it's, uh... Uh, Lord of the Flies. Yes! Yeah, I'm yes. Piggy. It's just an adult Piggy, yeah. they didn't what's crush that? his head in though. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, like up here, but that's weird.
0: I've been asking this a lot because I've been interviewing so many great bands, uh, what's your favorite, do you have a favorite or one of your favorite video game soundtracks, Harris from Sanchi?
13: Oh, it, does this ca- is, does Ocarina of Rhyme count? Yes.
1: Yes, that does
0: so much.
13: Okay, Ocarina of Rhyme. How good is that? It's so
1: good. One of my favorites is Buster Rhyme's Gerudo Valley. They're,
13: no hook. No hook no is hook. mine because it's such a good timing. It's all about the hook, yeah. and it's no hook. It's just uh, but yeah, team team works really good. They're actually, yeah. I think they're out of Boston. Really? Uh, yeah, because some girl told me that once at a very drunken interaction, That's and that cool. seemed like information I needed to know at the time. <laughs> and now you need to know this half truth maybe. <laughs> yeah. This drunken truth. Yeah.
1: Or <laughs> yeah. lie, but to us away. it's all truths. We don't tell lies on
13: this podcast. We just tell half truths. Little white ones. There we go. Racist.
0: I'm just gonna stand here until you say something.
1: <laughs> All right. Um, I'm saying things. Um, something meaningful, now you're fucked. Oh man, something meaningful. Oh man, PAX was
0: great. This episode's already going on so fucking long. I'm so sorry. Harris? Yes? My boy, I love you so much. I know,
13: I love
0: you too. Thank you, thank you for being on the Gaming Cup podcast.
13: It was great, it was really fun.
0: Anything you wanna to say to the viewers out there?
13: Um, thank you for listening? Are they viewers? Is that the same term?
0: We do still call them viewers anyway.
13: Well, thank you for viewing my voice.
6: Thank you for, yes. And yeah, viewing uh, your voice. Thank you, my boy. It's a pleasure, thank you. Boy, he had a lot of interesting, interesting things to say. My friend George Harris Fish, bringing it in for the Gaming Cult Podcast. Awesome shirts from Sanchi. If you guys are not familiar with Sanche, go to a convention, because uh, they are typically there. With a lot of really cool shirts.
0: Their shirts are amazing, man. Yep, their fully cooly shirts are great. I got uh, their um, Chrono Trigger shirt, their Persona mm-hmm. shirt. It's like a Juness kind of shirt with the weather underneath.
6: Really, yeah. really cool. Um, I got a. Tri- I got the um. I got the Jets. I got the Jet Grind Radio or whatever shirt. The of the uh, the. Oh, what's the name of the girl gang? The love, the love, whatever. Garrett was wearing it oh. recently. On, uh, uh, on the I I love that shirt. I think it looks. Hey, I don't even like Jetgrind Radio that much. I think that shirt looks so cool.
0: Hell yeah, hell yeah. And I got the uh, I got the really cool Triforce one with all the chickens inside of it.
6: Oh, nice. Yeah,
0: nice. that's that's a great shirt. Yeah.
6: So yeah, check out if you guys go to a convention. Sanchi's probably there, and you can check out a lot of their shirts. They have a lot of really cool designs. They do they do a really cool thing where, you know, it's subtle. Some of the stuff is really subtle. Some of the stuff is more overt. You, you find, like, a nice in-between, and, and there's shirts for all styles, you know?
0: That's right. That's right. Shouts out to our boys at Sanchi. Yes, sir. Oh, so that was that was a um, that was a lovely end to a lovely convention. Uh-huh. And I, I got, again, i got to thank everyone at Penny Arcade. Yep. We spoke to Jerry on our, on our setup day. Um, we had a good chat. He's a very nice boy. Uh, he does that Penny Arcade, and we love him so much. Is that like a good way to describe Jerry?
6: Yeah, I love him. Hmm. Give him, give him a kiss. I like that. Jerry and, and Mike and, and all those guys—they're all great. Penny Arcade is great, and they—they're doing great things for the community, bringing these conventions to different places. It's not like Australia has a lot going on convention-wise. You know what I mean? Not really. So, nice. so, Sh- so, them really reaching out, and, and you know, our, our buddy out there—you know—getting some stuff going, and that's right. PAX Australia. Sh- Shouts and, out and to and that I, coup too. Yeah. Oh, dude, Robert Koo holding it down, and and I feel like there was probably I guarantee there was probably an attitude when PAX Australia was leaving of, so are you guys coming back or like was this it? Because <laughs> uh, I'm I'm sure you guys are used to being left in the dust.
0: It's it's confirmed it's, for Melbourne next year.
6: Man, Melbourne for next year. It's confirmed. You guys got to go. You guys have to support it and and make it make it bigger than it is. Make it make it have more than one weekend. You know what I mean? Like. Maybe they have some extra dates. Maybe maybe it gets so big they can't just contain it to one convention center. Think about it.
0: Think about it, listeners. And Shouts out to everyone at Reedpop as well for, for putting it together locally. Yes. It's uh, it's been a great time. Thank you for taking a chance on the Gaming Cult podcast because we 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 went down well. People liked us. They said, "Hey, that booth there. They've got the biggest fucking sound system in the whole place." And, Gonna explain it really well here. You watch. i am going watch me wield my words, Eric. It's a good place. Uh huh. That gaming called booth, and they play that music. Do they? And they do. They do a dance with uh, with the tiger, and. Oh wow. Zach wears a hat, and it's a it's a fun time, and they got Are you that. talking
6: about Hollywood superstar Zach ennis wearing a hat? Uh,
0: yeah. But wow. I call him that. And we have the and they have the shirts, and those are those are good boys, and can't wait to see them next year. Awesome thank you PAX Australia we had honestly real talk we had an amazing time it was it was very very special we knew we know that there's those viewers out there it was amazing to actually talk and interact with you for the first time ever uh, and we took a lot from it and we're, we're very very grateful for everyone's support man that's
6: awesome
0: let's go view and mail what do you think
6: let's do it
0: reach want to view on mail this one's from Milo Sotelo Hey Jake and the boys, I was wondering what the first game that you felt fully immersed in was. For me, it was Red Dead Redemption. Also, what is it that you seek in a game that, uh, for you to call it good or fun? How much do concepts such as, but not limited to, story, choice, and the visceral pertain to your taste in games? Huh. Sincere your boy Millie from there.
6: Uh, for me, the first game that I was fully immersed in, that I remember like really vividly, was probably Fallout New Vegas. Um, I mean, I played a lot of other games that I was super, super into and everything, but Fallout New Vegas, I remember just going like, holy shit, I'm like way into this. Like, and, and I never really liked that kind of game before. You know what I mean? Like that, the Fallout big open world, like I'm running around doing whatever I want kind of sandbox game. And I played New Vegas and I just went, oh, fuck, this is going to be a fucking time dump. And it and it was, and i played through many times and I love that game. So that that's probably my big one.
0: This is something that we're not going to be able to rel- relate on. Uh, okay. like, but it's Shenmue for me, the first Shenmue.
6: You motherfucker.
0: Yeah. I played that, I would play that game when I was in my early 20s uh, in the UK, and I would have a lot of spare time on my hands at certain points. And I would play that game for 12 hours straight, and I would go Jesus out- Christ. Yeah, yeah, and I would go outside, and then I would feel... My brain would still think that I was in the game in you know, a very weird kind of way. And I would walk very slow, like Mr. Hazuki. Uh yeah, that 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 was the first game that affected me to that sort of level was the first Chendo game. Huh. Uh and that is one of my favourite games. Yeah, I I loved I love when I get fully immersed in the game. The first Fallout 3 for me did that as well. I would just sort of wander around in there, kind of like when I just when I would want to do nothing, I would just sort of wander around in that world and become fully immersed in it. <laughs> yes.
6: That's interesting. I mean, I don't get it with that game, I guess. But okay. Well, you get it with Fallout 3, though, obviously. Yes. Oh my god. I mean, I. You know what? I don't even really get it with Fallout 3. I don't get that into Fallout 3. It's Fallout New Vegas specifically. hmm So I don't know. It, that that is just a game that I was super super into. I I absolutely agree with what he was saying about Fa- like Red Dead Redemption, though. Like I, I felt the same way playing that game.
0: I have I have an emergency. Your mail. <gasps> what? <laughs> It's just come in right now while we were talking about this. Would you believe that it's from Morgan himself?
6: No way!
0: It's from fucking Morgan. No,
6: it's not! Yeah, Morgan. we're really getting this right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just sent it through. What's it? The fucking Halo guy. Yeah. This one's from Morgan Jenkins. (laughs) Holy shit. This is like. This this is. Alright, this is fucking synchronicity right here. Here we go. This is great. This is from Morgan Jenkins. It's titled. I do not remember why I am emailing you. I was told to. (laughs) Subject- (laughs) Subject buddy. That's pretty much it. My name is Morgan. Here's my Xbox name. I am that short fellow who's something something Xbox. Then booth at PAX. I ha- I have written the thing. I have subscribed to the other thing. Pretty sure. I've done all the somethings I was meant to do. Possibly less. Cheers, Morgan.
6: Oh man, Morgan? You're awesome.
0: Can't Thank that. you, Morgan. Thank you, Morgan. Uh, album recommendations. Classic and modern album recommendations from the past all the way up to and including the present. Eric, what is your album recommendation for episode 32? It,
6: it is an album that I've been listening to a lot. Um, I have been listening to an album from my birth year, 1986. Motorhead Orgasmatron. I'm not familiar with that album. Really? No. Oh, dude. I think it has, like, some fucking cool-ass heavy songs on it. What's on it? Um, Built for Speed, or Dr. Rock. I'm trying to think what, what, uh, what I really like. Death Forever, like, leads it off, and that's fucking sick. Nothing Up My Sleeve, Ain't My Crime, and Claw is, like, they're the second, third, and fourth tracks on this album. And I put them on, and I turn them all the way up, and I feel like I'm going to crash my car into people. Not into other cars, not into walls, not into buildings, not into things, into human beings. I'm just going to go, fuck fuck and then run people over it makes me nuts the album's only like 35 minutes long i think it's like t- almost 10 i think it's nine or 10 tracks yeah and um yeah but it's so rad you can uh, you can't listen to it album, while you're driving basically the album cover is this big, fu- like the Motorhead like symbol, like the bull, like the pit bull face with like the horns and everything, on the front of this train, and the train's just going fucking nuts. It's just going off the fucking rails. Oh my god, it's so good. Everything about Motorhead, I fucking love Motorhead. God damn it, I love Motorhead. So that's my album. Don't forget
0: the Joker. Thank you. I'm gonna go a complete polar opposite from that. Okay. I'm gonna recommend a Bjork album. <laughs> yeah. Thinking- cool. What have I not really gone into that I really like? I'm a big Björk fan. Or Bjork, however you want to say it. I say it Bjork, because that's how it's pronounced. Uh-huh. I'm going to recommend Vespertine by Bjork, which is one of the more, I guess, fragile albums. But it's also very, very uh, intense. It's fragile and intense. That's the best way to describe wow. it. Wow. Um, and, yeah, tracks like Pagan Poetry uh, and Cocoon... Uh, it's not up to you. All amazing tracks. If you want an album of hers that's a bit more sort of not not quite as heavy, because that's a really intense album. Uh, I'd go for *Debut*, her first al- her first solo album, or her first big solo album. At least really. yeah. she's been going since the late '70s. But
6: I uh, I'm actually familiar with some of her music because I dated a girl who was r- a really big Bjork fan. <laughs>
0: there you go. So check out uh, check out *Vespertine*, and also check out *Debut*. There's a double. Yep. Double up. Yep. For your money. Get your money's worth. Should we go vid games?
6: I like vid games.
0: Let's go vid games.
6: Okay. Jake, what have you been playing?
0: I have been playing The Last of Us. Yes! Uh, I am a little bit further than I was before at PAX, because I've basically just... Uh, I played a bit, then went to PAX, and then I've come back, and now here we are. Um, great. Right. I love that game. It's, it's great, that, isn't that's it? Gonna, that's gonna be one of my games of the year. I can't. Absolutely. W- I can't wait to see which bends and turns it's going to take me down.
6: It goes a lot of different places, and it's fun all the time.
0: You can't get a better recommendation than that.
6: I, I really, I really can't think of a part that I didn't have fun playing.
0: It's GCP approved. What more can yes, we sir? say?
6: Yes, sir. Absolutely.
0: Uh, I got a few pickups when I was in Melbourne. I uh-huh. got some uh, DS games to add to my collection. I got uh, Ace Attorney Apollo Justice, the sort of the fifth game in the series, the last one they put out. Uh, I got The World Ends With You, the, the square game for the DS, that RP, that really cool RPG. Yeah. It, it's one of the best games on the DS, and never came out uh, outside of the US and Japan. Uh, I finally got a copy that wasn't a bootleg, because I ordered a bootleg of it off eBay once. Huh. <laughs> yep, and now I have one. And uh, I got... Uh, I found a copy of Dimension The Ward, Dimensium, which was like, it's like a horror game on the DS, but it's also 3D. It's like a... it's like Polygon. It's really crude, but also really scary and moody. Like, yeah, check out Dementium The Ward, if you can, on the original Nintendo DS, because that's a... that's a scary game for, a, like, a low-graphic kind of DS game with on a 3D engine. Nice! Uh, I'm playing New Super Luigi Brothers U. Or yeah! It's, or it's just, actually no, The Brothers, I'll confirm something right now, I, I have the artwork in front of me, The Brothers is crossed out, it is 30th anniversary, year of Luigi, 2013, new Super Luigi U, on the Wii U. It has a green case, and it's a really, really fun game, and it has that trademark Nintendo amazing level design, and it's quite challenging. So I, I really, really love this game. Go get it. You can either download it as, like, a standalone DLC kind of thing. You don't need the game- you don't need the original game to play it. Uh, or you can buy it in physical form. And it's a great game. Pikmin 3 just came out too, but I haven't played that yet. I haven't got that yet. Ah, ah, ah. Eh. Eric, what have you been playing?
6: Pretty- Pikmin 3 sounds pretty mad to me. Uh, Does I've been playing- meh? I start- I beat Last of Us. So I started a new game plus on Last of Us. Um. But I have not gotten very far because I started playing uh, Double Dragon Neon again. Oh, cool. And I also started playing Borderlands 2 again. So I have been playing those a lot.
0: Wow, you're like riding the comfort zone right now.
6: I, I am. I'm having a very good time with the games that I'm revisiting. Uh, didn't know that I was going to get so much replay out of these. And I'm having ai bl- I mean, when this podcast started, I was playing Borderlands 2. Yeah, having a blast with Borderlands 2 again.
0: That That was your game of the year last year.
6: Yes, it was. If you guys are still playing online and you want to play some Borderlands 2 online, you want to jump into my game and have a good time, let's do it on PlayStation 3.
0: Oh yeah. Well, Eric. Yes. I think that's it.
6: Now, was this a clip show?
0: <sighs> well, you know what? I, I, I don't think we have any kind of percentile to confirm that right now. Viewers, tweet into us at GamingCultCast. And let us know. At Eric Bedul, let's, let's... Hey, at everyone. Don't yep. actually tweet at everyone. I don't, don't know. Yeah, d- I don't know who that is. I don't know, don't know Twitter who that is. That is. They don't, would be really I upset if you is. just started tweeting them about the show. I don't know show. who that is. I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. So don't do that. But hey, tweet at all of us. At, don't know. Don't tweet at all of us. I don't know who all of us is. Don't do that. Um, but tweet at all of those GCB boys. And you will let us know if this was a clip show or not. I say I'm not sure, I say it's a bit of a split decision, but we'll know soon. Write to us, podcast at gmail.com, facebook.com slash GamingCultPodcast, uh, GamingCult, P.O. Box 10, Glebe, New South Wales, 2037 Australia, thank you for sending in those things to us. We like those things, we will talk about those things, and hey, we'll see you next time, guys
6: and girls. Listen to me right now, children of the Gaming Cold Podcast. Goodbye, and good luck. And was this, this was a clip, no it wasn't. This was not a clip, we talked too much you for it to be a clip been. show, but I guess clip shows, clip shows just aren't clips. Let me know if this was a clip show, because if it was, I'm sorry. Or, if you liked it, you're welcome. Goodbye, and have a great night listening to more clips. Rewind some of these clips and go, ooh, this was good. This Live tweet when you replay this podcast. Good night. And Unless it's the daytime, goodbye, then good day. I think it was a clip show. Shit! Was this a clip show? I don't know. I think it was a clip show.
4: I wanna do the blue blur Hedgehog for sure Chilly dog chauffeur Sonic is my monster I want to feel his sunshine Where the sun don't shine My name T-Call Shine Sonic is all mine All night going fast Gonna make Sonic blast. Going big like Big the Cat Gotta boil Eggman Thinking about Sonic's legs man Cream the rabbit in my pants Dreaming about a world cast My mirror Sonic will last I know you telling me, basting is for free. I know you telling me, basting is for free. Ain't
0: talkin' reckless, I had to give that necklace. Sonic tails a name and aiming, man, I give them super breakfast. Think I'm fucking joking, bitch, but I'm on the mattress. Had to part them tails, and that's why I got here in jail. Bad
4: boys, boot girls. I don't think you heard me. Bad boys, rude girls.
0: I don't really wanna fuck Sonic. Bad boys, blue girls. Just- Fast. fast boys, fast girls! You get, get to work! To work. When oh. I see
4: Sonic, you know i check that ass. Gimme all them rings, boy, I'm gonna go fast. I will be by his side when he's in the Olympics. Gonna lick his feet and keep his kicks all stickless. I know you telling me. Basting is for free. I know you telling me. I told you.
0: I oh, really want Sonic.
1: Yes. Hi, Zach.
0: Hey, Jake. Hi, uh, Alex. Oh, good day, Alex. Uh, I made you eat Nado once, and that's how we know you. Well, that's how the viewers know you.
5: Yeah, I'm the Nato guy, that's my legacy and I've uh, come to accept it unfortunately, but yeah, never again.